is FMW episode 33, and today we're going to cover the year 2006. So, Brett, um, can you just kind of go over where we last left off? Yeah, so uh, 2005 was a real down year for both WMF and the Apache Army promotions. WMF, they... Um, had lost their main sponsor, Lang Incorporated. So now Mr. Ganaske is going to have to promote the shows himself with um, his financial backing, maybe a couple little sponsors. But WMF now has downsized greatly from the couple, a prior year or two. And so now um, they're only going to be able to run Shinkiba or uh, Saka Delphin Arena, little 300-seat buildings. Um, whereas Apache Army... They also struggled a lot in 2005, but they're kind of getting um, their feet wet. And now they're being able, they're going to be able to uh, run Corrigan Hall here uh, more in 2006 than they were in 2005. Um, they're kind of gaining some momentum. They worked with the Ricky Choshu promotion um, for the most of 2005, and now due to Ricky Choshu starting back up with New Japan, uh, Apache Army is now going to begin working with New Japan going into 2006. All right. Well, the Apache Army starts off the year on January 4th at the Tokyo Dome, starting their war with New Japan. What took place at this show? Yes, yeah, so they have Kentaro Kanemura, Hido, uh, team up with Masato Tanaka. And Tanaka is going to be in place of Kuroda just for name value since they're at the Tokyo Dome. And this is to establish the Apache Army since a lot of New Japan fans might not necessarily know um, the wrestlers in the Apache Army as they're going to be a regulars uh, going up against um, the New Japan team of Jushin Liger. Uh, Jado and Ghetto and so in this match the Apache guys um, they would end up setting Liger on a table and Kanemura would end up coming off the top rope uh, on the outside sending Liger through the table uh, Jintaro who's accompanying the Apache army he would end up uh, distracting the referee as, Ken as Kanemura would end up smashing a piece of the table uh, over the head of Jado and then Tanaka would end up hitting a diamond dust on Jado followed by Kanemura hitting a senton to get the win, get the pinfall over Jado, and so the Apache Army uh, strike first against the New Japan CTU team. Um, again, this is just to kind of establish the Apache Army going forward to show that they are a threat and just to kind of get, get out there who they are. So the New Generation Army forms at the end of last year, and now they're going up against the older wrestlers in WMF to start your year on January 20th in Shinkiba. Can you tell us what happened there? So the main event of January 20th is going to be the New Generation Army consisting of Soldier, Minio Fujita, and Kinji Sararagi. They're all the wrestlers that have been only in, in the business for about five years or so at, at the max. They're going up against Mr. Ganasuke, Goemon, so two um, former FMW veterans, and they're teaming up with Katsuhiko Nakajima, who at this point is only 17 years old. He got started in the business young. Um, Riki Choshu brought him in, and um, at this point he's now aligned with Kinsuke Sasaki. So he's only 17 years old. Uh, at the time of this match, so it's kind of like the older guys teaming up with the young young boy against um, kind of the 20-year-olds. Um, so and in this match, Nakajima is showing off his hard kicks, so he's laying it in uh, to, you know, Fujita and Sararagi, um, showing what he has. And Minio Fujita, though, in this match, he's really the star of this match. He is showing signs of great improvement. Um, he ends up doing a tope to Ganasuke, and then he ends up uh, delivering a German suplex to Ganasuke, and followed by a 450 Firebird splash. Uh, Minio would end up going for a uh, German suplex on Goemon, but Goemon would end up rolling uh, Vegeta with the Ganasuke clutch for the win. So Ganasuke, Nakajima, and Goemon get the win, so the 
start off the new year, the new generation army takes the loss against the veterans. Uh, the Apache then returns to New Japan on January 28th at Corrigan Hall. Um, what they do there? So, the Apache Army, they had, uh, two days prior on January 26th, they had invaded the New Japan office. So they're, they brought a cameraman in, and they're videotaping them posing in front of the Lion logo uh, at the New Japan office. And this sets up uh, January 28th, Kanemura, Tetsuhiro Kuroda, and Hito against Jushin Liger, Jado, and Ghetto. Um, and they, they rush right away and go after the Apache guys at the start of the match. Uh, Kanemura would end up doing a senton on Liger with Liger kicking out. Jado would then come in and smash Kanemura over the back with a chair. And does he ends up doing some really bad chair shots during this match. Um, Kanemura and Ghetto would in, then end up going at it with one another, and Kanemura would end up kicking Ghetto low. So then Ghetto retaliates and kicks Kanemura low. And then Kanemura then ends up kicking Red Shoes, the referee, um, low as well. And so after that, the referee ends up throwing the match out, so it's ruled a no contest, no winner. Uh, Kanemura would end up challenging Liger to a rematch on... J February 19th um, to, at Sumo Hall, at the, um, at the New Japan Sumo Hall show. And then Kanemura would end up doing a backstage interview um, talking about the match and everything when the CTU, Liger, Jado, and Ghetto, uh, they end up rushing at and attacking the Apache guys backstage. So the feud is kind of starting to get heated. You know, at the Tokyo Dome, it was just a match. The Apache guys won. Now... As the month ends, now it's kind of become a blood feud. And now Liger, Jado, and Ghetto, they hate Kanemura and the Apache guys. So this is now becoming like an actual um, hate, hated, hated rivalry. WMF and Apache would both hold shows on February 5th. What happened at each of those shows? So WMF holds a show on, on February 5th at the Osaka Delphin Arena, which I talked about last episode, was the home of the Osaka Pro promotion. Um, and, you know, and WMF was willing to work with them, kind of run Osaka shows every so often. And on this show, um, the main event is Mr. Ganosuke and Goemon going up against the New Generation Army members of Soldier and Kinji Sararagi. Um, Sararagi, I vaguely talked about last episode he was a new uh, uh, guy co coming through the WMF dojo so he was a young boy um, but he had some good high-flying techniques um, and in this match he ends up hitting an acai moonsault uh, on all all on soldier Goemon, Ganosuke all of them outside the ring um, Ganosuke would end up getting Sararagi and hitting a fire thunder on him when Hizagatsuoya, Mr. Ganosuke's old FMW partner, he would end up hitting the ring and they would do their signature tag team spot of um, Ganosuke hitting a lariat while Oya would hit a backdrop and then uh, Goemon would end up hitting a swanton bomb on Sararagi for the win and uh, Ganosuke and Oya challenged the new generation army for the next upcoming show in Tokyo on March 3rd. So, you know, again, it's the new generation army, the young boys, and they're going up. The whole storyline pretty much is them going up against the old rivals. Hizugatsu Oya was kind of a regular with Osaka Pro at this time, so he was in Osaka. So, um, you know, it just it worked out perfectly to set them up to, again, just FNW veterans against the WMF young boys. And then on the same day, uh, the Apache Army would run at the Chiba Bluefield, and they would have a match, Hito versus Miyawaki. Um, 
the Chiba Bluefield is Kaintai Dojo's home building, and Miyawaki is a Kaintai Dojo wrestler. Um, he So during this match, Miyawaki would end up throwing Hito into the ref, and he would end up going for a clothesline with Hito moving out of the way, and Miyawaki would end up hitting the ref. Well, Hito then ends up trying to suplex Miyawaki off the top turnbuckle when Takashi Sasaki enters the ring and attacks Hito with a chair. And so Takashi Sasaki has turned heel here at the beginning of the year. I talked about last episode how you know he had began working Big Japan regularly. He had challenged for the deathmatch title um, against Ryuji Ito uh, at the main event at the Yokohama Bunker Gym show. So he and you know he's so he's working Big Japan regularly while being an Apache Army. Uh, contracted wrestler. So the s- storyline is Takashi Sasaki is going. I'm, you know, I'm siding with the big Japan guys. I don't like the Apache guys. I, I'm, you know, and so he's now kind of the top heel in the Apache army along with all the big Japan guys. Um, so uh, Miyawaki and T- Sasaki would end up double teaming until Miyawaki would end up hitting a German suplex on Hito for the win. Um, and then Mama Sasaki and Jitaro would end up making the save afterwards. So again, it's kind of like this big Japan versus Apache Army feud. And then the main event is Tetsuhiro Kuroda, Mama Sasaki, and Jintaro against Takashi Sasaki, Ryuji Ito, and Daisuke Sekimoto, the big Japan team. Um, Mama would end up clotheslining Sasaki, and uh, Sekimoto would end up picking up uh, Mammoth and delivering a German suplex. Uh, Ryuji Ito would end up going for a dragon splash on Jintaro, but uh, Tetsuhiro Kuroda would end up uh, holding onto his leg, and Mammoth Sasaki would end up hitting a Mammoth home run on Ryuji Ito. Um, eventually, Takashi Sasaki would end up hitting a, a Dejiced, and then a clothesline, and then a kick to the head on uh, Jintaro to get the win. And then after the match, Takashi Sasaki would end up calling out Kanemura, who comes out with a kendo stick. And, and, and then so another match ends up getting made, and that's going to be Ryuji Ito, Takashi Sasaki, Daisuke Sekimoto, and Miyawaki, as well as uh, Katsumasa Inoue, who's a big Japan wrestler at the time. Uh, they're going to go up against Kentaro Kanemura, Tetsuhiro Kuroda, Mam Sasaki, Hai69, and uh, Saburo Inamatsu, uh, another Kaintai Dojo wrestler. And in this match, um, Sasaki and Kanemura, they end up trading elbows with one another. Kanemura would end up getting a crossface on Sasaki, but Sekimoto ends up coming by and um, German suplex Kanemura. And then Mammoth and uh, Inamatsu as well. Uh, Sasaki would end up hitting a right, uh, d- delivering a right kick to the head of Inamatsu and to get the win. Um, and Hido would end up charging the ring and clearing the ring with a barbed wire bat. So... You know, right now it's going to be the big Japan side along with Takashi Sasaki as the main heel going up against the Apache Army going forward uh, for 2006. The Apache Army would continue their feud with New Japan, this time on February 19th at Sumo Hall. How'd that go? So Apache Army now, they're having two feuds at the moment. So the Takashi Sasaki, big Japan side, as well as New Japan and the CTU guys, which is Liger, Jado, and Ghetto. And so in this match at Sumo Hall, um, they brawl to the outside right away. Uh, Kanemura would end up uh, beginning to stabbing Jado in the forehead, uh, while Liger would end up swinging a chair at Hito's back. Uh, Kanemura would end up uh, beginning to swing a chair at Ghetto's injured ribs, uh, while Kuroda would do his entrance hallway lariat on Ghetto. Uh, the Apache guys would end up working on Ghetto's ribs, uh, Liger would end up getting tagged in, but he would be tripped by Kanemura, 
who ends up hitting a senton on Liger. Uh, Kenimer would then work on Liger's mask. He starts ripping off Liger's mask, and Liger would end up having to fight back and hitting a clothesline on Kuroda and Hito uh, to make the hot tag to Jado, who puts Kenimer in the crossface uh, before Kuroda would end up having to make the save. Uh, Liger would end up hitting a shote to Hito, and Jado would end up hitting a a, uh, a funky super bomb. It looks, does not look pretty. This super bomb off the top rope. Uh, Jado would end up putting Kanemura in a crossface, while Ghetto would end up hitting a frog splash on Hito for the win. And Liger, Jado, and Ghetto hug. So this is finally the New Japan side have gotten a win over the Apache Army. Uh, the Apache Army then holds a show on March 1st at Shinkiba, followed by WMF holding a show at Shinkiba on March 3rd. What happens at those shows? So on the first show on March 1st, the Apache Army hold a show. And again, so the uh, Apache Army, you know, they're feuding with New Japan in New Japan shows and going for later, the bigger um, Apache Army shows. But for the Shikiba shows, it's going to be Takashi Sasaki and the Big Japan guys feuding with the Apache Army. So um, on this show, it's the semi-main event is Kentaro Kanemura, Dick Togo, and Saburo uh, Inamatsu against Daisuke Sakimoto, Miyawaki, and Katsumasa Inoue. And um, Sakimoto would end up doing a plancha to the outside, and then he ends up picking up Kanemura and delivering a Death Valley driver on Kanemura on the entrance ramp stage at Shinkiba. Uh, Sekimoto would end up delivering a German suplex on Itamatsu uh, for the Big Japan win, so the Big Japan guys get the win over the Apache Army in the semi-main event. Well, then the main event is Mama Sasaki Jintaro going up against Takashi Sasaki and Ryuji Ito. Uh, Jintaro, in a street fight, Jintaro would end up diving over the top, and Sasaki... Uh, on Sasaki, and Sasaki would end up throwing Jintaro into the top turnbuckle and busting him open. So Jintaro is bleeding here. Jintaro and Sasaki start slapping each other. Mammoth would end up hitting an awesome bomb on uh, Takashi Sasaki, followed by Mammoth um, going at, uh, with for a Mammoth home run on Takashi Sasaki. But Ryuji Ito would come off the top rope with a drop, drop kick on Mammoth to save Sasaki from the Mammoth home run. Um, Jintaro would end up coming in, and he would uh, hit... Ryuji Ito with the super kick and then go for the shooting star press on uh, Takashi Sasaki, but he would end up missing and Sasaki would end up hitting a right leg kick on Jintaro for the win. So the the Big Japan guys get the win, and then the Big Japan guys would end, begin stomping away at Jintaro when uh, Junkasai would end up running into the ring to make the save. Uh, the Big Japan guys would end up coming. Uh, would come back and be out and outnumber uh, Junkasai when the entire Apache army with chairs would come out to make the rescue. So Junkasai is back. Um, he had been injured at the end of 2005, and so now he's back, joining along with the Apache army side to go up against the Big Japan uh, wrestlers. And then WMF holds a show on March 3rd, and prior to the show, uh, Mr. Ganoske would end up announcing that his mom, Kiyoko, had passed away uh, right before the show due to ALS at the time. It wasn't really known that much. Um, it's a lot more common, commonly known, but at the time, no one really even knew what ALS uh, was. Um, but, you know, so Ganoske gets the news right before this show starts, and um, he, you know, Again, it's the FNW guys against the New Generation Army. It's so um, as in the main event, 
It's Mr. Ganesuke, Goemon, and his Higatsu Oya going up against Soldier, Mineo Fujita, and Black Buffalo. So Oya, like I said, was an Osaka Pro regular at this time. Um, and Black Buffalo, who was a former IWA Japan guy, um, he was commonly uh, working for Osaka Pro. So it's like the two FMW or two WMF guys along with the Osaka Pro guy um, going up against two WMF guys and a Osaka Pro wrestler. And so, uh, in this match, uh, Buffalo and Ganesuke, they would go right at it with one another, um, you know, since they had feuded back in IWA Japan. Uh, Ganesuke would end up kicking Soldier low and begin brawling um, with him and then end up using a stick on him. And he would end up cutting open Soldier, but uh, slicing up his forehead. Soldier would end up fighting back and spearing Ganesuke and then delivering a lariat. Mineo Fujita would then dive over the top rope outside onto Goemon, um, and then uh, Hizagatsu Oya would end up grabbing Soldier by the leg, and they would do the Ganesuke Lariat Oya backdrop on a uh, spot on Soldier, and then Ganesuke would end up hitting Soldier with the Fire Thunder for the win, and afterwards Ganesuke mocks uh, Black Buffalo um, for his horns around his mask, and they would end up brawling as a result. Um, you know, so the new generation army and the uh, uh, the WMF guys, the veteran WMF guys are going to continue to feud. But this was another win for the WMF veterans. Hustle then holds a show on March 5th at the Yokohama Bunka Gym with Masato Tanaka meeting up with some old rivals. Who were they and what was the match? So the Dudley boys would end up getting brought in by Hustle at this point. And, you know, they had that rivalry in ECW in 1998 over the ECW tag team title. So uh, Masato Tanaka ends up teaming up with uh, with Kentaro Kanemura uh, against the Dudley Boys. So it's like FMW versus ECW in this match. Uh, Devon and uh, Kanemura would end up brawling in the crowd while Tanaka and Bubba, they would end up brawling on the stage with Bubba suplexing Tanaka. The Dudley Boys would then end up uh, taking the top of a trash can on Kanemura's crotch and smashing it with a golf club. Bubba would then end up taking turns hitting both Tanaka and Kanemura with the cane. Uh, Tanaka would then end up grabbing a guitar, and he would almost hit uh, Kanemura with the guitar, but he would in instead end up hitting uh, Devon with it. Kanemura would then end up hitting a senton on Devon, and then Tanaka would end up hitting a frog splash. Tanaka would then try to send Devon through the table, but Bubba would shove Tanaka off the turnbuckle, and then Bubba would then deliver a powerbomb on Masato Tanaka through the table. And then um, Bubba and Devon would hit the 3D on Kanemura. And Devon would end up pinning Kanemura for the win. So this was, you know, D, uh, the Dudley boys, they got a big time offer to come over. They had been let go by WWE the year prior. So they were working TNA and, you know, just taking outside bookings. I believe they had worked all Japan also around this time period. Um, and the one thing is, though, they weren't, if they were coming to Japan, they weren't doing any jobs. Um, so Hustle made a good deal, and so they got brought in for this show, and they're going to continue to be brought in uh, in 2006. And they're mostly going to be squaring up against Tanaka and Kanemura and the FNW guys. Tarzan Goto would hold a show in Asakusa on March 5th with several former FMW wrestlers. What happens at the show? So he would hold a barbed wire board battle royal. Uh, and this would consist of several FMW wrestlers, Hizugatsu Oya, Ricky Fuji, uh, Goemon, Gasaku. They're all in this match, as, um, as well as some of the 
the Goto characters I talked about last episode, his his students, and there's a mummy in this match. Well, Goto would end up tossing out the mummy uh, early on, and then uh, Goto would end up hitting a brain buster on Kasaku into thumbtacks. So, like I said, this is just kind of like this deathmatch battle royal. Uh, Gasaku would fight back and throw Go, uh, Tarzan Goto into a ladder when Goemon would end up rolling Gasaku to eliminate him, rolling up Gasaku to eliminate him, and then he would end up rolling up Goto. But Goto would end up kicking out and throwing Goemon into the barbed wire and then hitting a face buster on Goemon to eliminate him to win the battle royal. Um, and these shows are in a very small little uh, restaurant that Tarzan Goto holds, or tar sorry, that Tarzan Goto runs. And so it's kind of like, hey, come to the show, have some dinner, and watch these wrestling matches. And so that was kind of Tarzan Goto's res uh, business mentality um, around this time period. And so he's having, um, you know, like I said, he's bringing in some of the old FNW guys to have these kind of low-rent death matches with thumbtacks and barbed wire boards. The Apache Army would continue their feud with CTU at New Japan's show on March 6th at Corrigan Hall. How did that go? So this was the 34th uh, anniversary show for New Japan, and you know they typically hold it at Corrigan Hall. Um, so in this match, it's Kentaro Kanemura, Tetsuhiro Kuroda, and Hito as well as Jintaro going up against Jushin Liger, Jado Ghetto, and Black Tiger. And in this match, um, the Kanemura team would go after uh, right away t at Liger. Um, Liger would end up throwing Kanemura into a stack of chairs, so they're brawling outside the build or brawling outside the ring. Liger would end up smashing a chair over Kanemura's knee. Uh, Kuroda would then end up going and hitting a lariat in the crowd on Jado, um, and Jintaro would end up hitting a shooting star press on Black Tiger, um, but Black Tiger would end up getting the win, um, hitting a tombstone on Jintaro for the win, so the New Japan team wins again. This is going to set up um, for March 19th at Sumo Hall. So what happened at Sumo Hall? So it's going to be uh, a rematch of the March 6th match. Uh, Kanemura, Kuroda, Hito, Jintaro going up against Jushin Liger, Jado, Ghetto, and Black Tiger, but this match is going to be an elimination match. Um, so the, you know, the Kanemura Apache guys are coming to the ring and they're doing the team no respect dance when Jushin Liger would jump them from behind. Um, all the wrestlers are going to end up brawling outside the ring. Uh, Liger really focuses on Hito in this match and he busts him up. Um, so Hito is bleeding. Hito ends up charging at Liger who ends up moving out of the way and Hito would end up going over the top rope. So Hito is, ends up being eliminated. Well, that... Hito gets really upset by that, and he would end up sending Liger over the top rope to eliminate him, even though he was out of the match. Liger would then end up begin beating um, the crap out of Hito and sending him into the chairs. Um, Kuroda would end up eliminating Ghetto, and then Black Tiger would end up eliminating Kuroda. And then eventually Kanemura eliminates Black Tiger with a senton. So this sets up Kanemura and Jintaro against Jado. Well, Jado would end up getting Kanemura in a crossface, and he makes him tap out. So now it's just down to Jintaro and Jado. So then Jado ends up throwing Kanemura out of the ring. Well, Jintaro um, takes advantage of that, and he ends up kicking Jado low. And Kuroda would then come by and hit Jado over the head with a chair through the ropes. And Jintaro would end up rolling up Jado for the win. So the Apache army 
Now get get a, get the win over New Japan once again over the CTU guys. And so, um, you know, like I said, this is getting more and more heated. And, you know, each, especially each time the Apache Army win, the New Japan guys take great offense to that and get really upset. You know, the feud's going to continue. It's going to continue to be Kanemura, the Apache guys against Liger, Jado, and Ghetto here for the next couple months. Um, with the New Japan guys, you know, willing to job. I mean, only the ones really are that are really doing the jobs are Jado and Ghetto. Um, you know, no one really like a Liger or anything like that's really taking any pinfall losses by the Apache guys. So the Apache Army then on March nineteenth holds another show later that day at Shinkiba. What happens at that show? So you know the. The Apache guys have defeated the New Japan um, at Sumo Hall in the afternoon, and then they hold a show that night. Well, Kanemura's taking on he- High 69 in a singles match, and High 69 ends up doing an, outs- uh, an Asai moonsault to the outside uh, on Kanemura. Well, then Liger, Jado, and Ghetto run to the ring and attack Kanemura with the arrest of the Apache Army having to make the save. Liger um, ends up... You know, so they're brawn and everything, upset that they had lost earlier in the day. Liger outside uh, Shinkiba ends up making a challenge to the Apache Army for their Corrigan Hall show in April. So, um, you know, the the new, like I said, the New Japan Apache Army feud is going to continue uh, the following month. Except now, this time it's going to be at the in at an Apache Army show. And then in the main event, uh, it's Junkasai, Hito, and Mama Sasaki taking on Takashi Sasaki, Ryuji Ito, and Daisuke Sekimoto in a barbed wire board street fight death match. Uh, Hito would end up tossing Takashi Sasaki into the barbed wire board. Kasai would then do a drop kick uh, on the barbed wire board on Sasaki. Uh, Sasaki would end up coming back and throwing the barbed wire board at Junkasai's head. Uh, Kasai would end up hitting or would end up kicking Takashi Sasaki low and then Kasai, Kasai would end up hitting a Pearl Harbor splash on the barbed wire board on Takashi Sasaki with Daisuke Sekimoto having to make the save by German suplexing Kasai. Uh, Ryuji Ito would then hit, end up uh, hitting a dragon splash on Kasai but Mama Sasaki would end up making the save by clotheslining Ito. And then C- uh, Sekimoto would end up hitting a lariat and then finishing off Hito with a German suplex. So the big Japan guys would end up uh, getting the win, and then they lay out Junkasai afterwards. So, you know, Junkasai, they kind of saw him as a turncoat, like, hey, wait, you were one of our, us. You were one of the big Japan guys. What are you doing with the, the Apache army? You know, you're not... So they kind of took great offense that Junkasai was with the Apache Army here. So they're laying him out, and Kanemura and Kuroda would end up having to make the save uh, for uh, Junkasai. Well, then Takashi Saki gets on the mic, and he challenges Junkasai to a match on April 14th at Corrigan Hall for the upcoming Apache Army show. Vic Japan then holds a show at Corrigan Hall on March 31st. What came from this show having to do with the Apache Army? So, uh... The semi-main event is Masato Tanaka and Tetsuhiro Kuroda going up against Daisuke Sekimoto and Yoshihito Sasaki. Uh, Kuroda would end up going low on Yoshihito Sasaki, but Sasaki would still grab Kuroda and deliver a German suplex to him. Sekimoto would end up doing a deadweight suplex on Tanaka, where he just picks him up with all his weight, Tanaka giving no, having no give, and just dropping on, uh, Tanaka on his head. Tanaka would come back and deliver an elbow smash, followed by a rolling elbow, um... 
for the win on Sekimoto. So uh, Tanaka and Kuroda get the win. And then in the main event, it's um, Abdullah Kobayashi versus Takashi Sasaki. And a in the big in a big Japan death match heavyweight title match. So um, and in this match, it's it's a Kinzen death match. Um, and Kinzens, what they are are they're used for, in J- Japan for a flower arrangement in the container. And so they're these really sharp uh, needles, pretty much, um, and really spiky. And um, Kobayashi would end up slamming Sasaki. Uh, first into them, and then Sasaki would come back and deliver a power bomb to Kobayashi onto the Kinzons. Kobayashi would then end up hitting a reverse fire thunder and dropping Sasaki on his head on the Kinzons, with the Kinzons getting stuck in Sasaki's head. So you see, like it's it's, it's actually this infamous um, spot with or uh, this image with Takashi Sasaki having Kinzen stuck in his head. Uh, Kobayashi would then end up d- delivering an elbow drop on a light tube on Sasaki, but he would end up missing the second time after going for it. Sasaki would then end up hitting a right kick uh, while breaking the light tubes across uh, Abdullah's head, um, and he w- Sasaki would end up getting the pin and winning the Big Japan Deathmatch Heavyweight title. So... Big Japan's going all in on Takashi Sasaki here as one of their top guys. You know, they let him main event uh, Yokohama Bunka Gym show earlier or last year, and now they're giving him the title, and that's going to give him even more kind of um, leeway and more, um, you know, more kind of more credibility as he becomes one of the top heels in Apache that he's now the champion of Big Japan. Victor Quinones, um, who's a key contributor to FMW and Wing in the 90s, ends up passing away on April 2nd. What's the details of his death? So we talked a lot about Victor Quinones earlier in earlier episodes. You know, he was a key contributor to bringing in Mr. Pogo, his heel man, uh, the, you know, the heel manager for him and, um, you know, helping Wing get started. Well, um, he ends up passing away, and what happened was um, he had... Uh, he was found dead after an IWA Puerto Rico show in his bedroom. Um, due to the stress of running IWA Puerto Rico, um, he had, it had caused him to drink a lot. And he, so he was drinking heavily, and he started mixing somas with alcohol. And as a result, he, j- he did not wake up on uh, April 2nd. So um, Quinones ends up passing away. Um, Kanemura, who um, loved Quinones, you know, Quinones helped Kanemura a lot um, in his early early days, helped feed him while he was a part of Wing because he was making so little money, um, helped, you know, brought uh, Kanemura to Florida and Puerto Rico and as well as the Dominican Republic where Kanemura had so little money that he was staying in a dirty hotel and Kanemura uh, had told Miguel uh, Perez about, you know, where he was staying and, and Miguel Perez called Quinones to let him know, like, can I understand a really bad off place? And uh, Quinones ended up getting him set up at, like, this Sheraton, this not really nice hotel after he heard about that. So Quinones you know, had a lot of money and was willing to help out a lot of the boys. And um, there was actually talk between Canemar and Quinones um, about Canemar returning back to Puerto Rico in September 2006 for Quinones' IWA promotion. Um, obviously, Quinones ended up passing away before that, but um, Quinones, you know, Kenimer said, you know, Quinones considered Kenimer a son to him. He called him my son. So, you know, and, and there was a, um, a relationship with a lot of the boys, uh, especially the wing guys, you know, the headhunters, um, you know, and all the Puerto Rican guys, Mr. Pogo, 
you know, a lot of them really respected Quinones. There's a lot of shady stuff that happened with Quinones during his life, but, you know, a lot of the guys, like I said, especially the wing guys, really respected and appreciate Quinones for all that he did for them. The Apache Army then returns to Corrigan Hall for the first time in over six months on April 14th. Can you go over the show for us? So they announce uh, 1,200 fans for this show, and, you know, it obviously that's a work number. They didn't end up getting exactly 1,200, but um, it's probably close to that. It's it's a half-filled building, maybe a little bit more than half-filled. Um, but this is a passionate crowd. This is one of my favorite crowds. You know, I've talked about previous episodes where, um, you know, the Buki Army show on uh, March 19th where the crowd was so passionate for Kuroda versus Hashimoto. They're cheering for him so, so Kuroda so loudly. Well, this show, the you know, that passionate crowd is back, but they're more into the booing aspect. They are, they hate the New Japan guys. Um, and they are so pro-Apache Army, but they are more hate, the, they hate the New Japan guys. So, such loud booing. So there's a match, Jintaro versus uh, Wataru Inoue, a New Japan junior heavyweight. And Inoue comes to the ring, and he is booed loudly. He ends up getting the win over Jintaro, but this kind of sets the pace of, ooh, these New Japan guys are hated. Um, and then uh, Takashi Sasaki would take on Junkasai in a barbed wire board ladder death match. Um, they would end up brawling in the crowd, and Sasaki would end up hitting a powerbomb uh off the stage on Kasai on a ladder. It's a brutal spot. Then um, they end up getting back in the ring. Kasai, uh, well, Sasaki would end up pulling out the the Kinzons, and um, but Kasai would end up grabbing Sasaki and suplexing Sasaki on the Kinzons. Kinzons. And then um, Kasai would end up pulling uh, pulling out some thumbtacks out of a bag. And Sasaki would end up DD, uh, hitting a DDT on Kasai onto the thumbtacks. Uh, Kasai would come back with a Pearl Harbor splash on Sasaki on the thumbtacks. And Miyawaki would end up pulling the referee out of the ring to prevent him from making the count. High 69 would end up coming into the ring and looking like he's going to attack Sasaki, you know, save Kasai, help him out. When he would end up shaking hands with with uh, Sasaki and attacking Kasai. So High 69 has now joined Takashi Sasaki's group. Um, Sasaki would end up delivering a dejiced, followed by High 69 uh, doing a trance raver kick to the Kasai's head. And uh, Takashi Sasaki would end up delivering a kick to the head on Junkasai to get the win. Um, so, you know, again, Takashi Sasaki's not going to do too many deathmatch jobs here um, as while being the deathmatch heavyweight champion. Well, they're stomping away at Kasai when Chintaro and Mama Sasaki would end up making the save. So, you know, Sasaki's getting more and more heat as they're building him up more as the top heel in Apache. Then, um, it's the semi-main event is Jushin Liger versus Hito. And there are so many loud boos for Liger here. One woman is even holding up an Apache towel right in Liger's face um, that he swats away. So, like I said, this is a really passionate crowd. Um, they end up, uh, Liger and Hito end up brawling outside the ring with uh, Liger hitting Hito with a chair and then pile driving Hito onto the floor. Um, Liger would end up busting open Hito and Hito would end up fighting back, uh, grabbing a barbed wire board and he would end up beginning to choke Liger with the barbed wire board, um, or sorry, barbed wire bat. And then Liger would end up getting it from Hito and hitting Hito, uh, with the barbed wire bat and again, more loud boos for Liger. 
Uh, Liger would end up delivering a shote um, and getting the easy win in just about five minutes. So Liger has no problem beating Hito, um, but Liger ends up uh, he keeps clawing at Hito's head. So he's not he's not done with Hito after the last couple months with the Apache CTU feud. So he's now grabbing at Hito's head, clawing away at him, making him bleed more when Jintaro makes the save, and he hits Liger with the super kick. Uh, Jintaro then gr- uh, pulls out some scissors to Hito, and Hito begins cutting Liger's hair. Uh, to ch- and these are loud cheers now from the Apache Army. They are super psyched that Liger is getting s- embarrassed by the Apache Army. Jado and Ghetto end up uh, coming in and attacking Hito so they make the save. And uh, Liger c- continues beating on Hito, you know, f- for the humiliation of cutting his hair. And then um, Kanemura and Kuroda would then make the save for uh, Hito. And Kanemura would get on the mic and goes, I want a six-man match now. The original match was going to be Kanemura and Kuroda versus Jado and Ghetto at the main event of the show. Well, now it's going to be Kanemura, Kuroda, Hito going up against Jushin Liger, Jado, and Ghetto. Um, and so right away, Ghetto ends up tossing Kanemura into the crowd and attacking him, pulling out, uh, grabbing a fan's umbrella and hitting Kanemura with it. Jado and Kuroda, they go into the crowd as well, and they're, so they're fighting in the crowd. Uh, Kuroda ends up hitting his lariat in the crowd. And again, another loud ovation. They are just super, they are super pumped. They want the Apache Army so bad. This is like home court advantage in like a basketball game or the foot, you know, home field for a football game. You know, the, it's just, this is such a loud, passionate uh, crowd just hoping, wanting the Apache Army to beat uh, New Japan here. Uh, Liger uh, would end up beginning to throw chairs at Hito, and Liger is still just like freaking out about his hair, and he ends up getting in the, uh, the face of Nikon Lee, the referee, and just like screaming at her because of the because his hair has been cut off. Um, CTU ends up uh, they all take turns beating on Hito, uh, Hito uh, as the fans are chanting for Hito loudly. Um, Hito would end up making the hot tag to Kuroda, and Kuroda would end up uh, going in and you know going after all the guy after all the New Japan guys. And again, another brawl outside the ring gets set up with all the all wrestlers uh, fighting outside the ring when the CTU guys now. Um, they all take turns choking the Apache. They're all choking the Apache guys, um, all individually, and then um, hitting them with chairs. So, you know, the CTU guys are doing kind of what the Apache army would do to them, using weapons. Um, Liger sc- ends up scratching at uh, Kuroda's forehead and begins covering. So Kuroda's now bleeding, and Liger ends up taking. You know. Uh, getting some of Kuroda's blood and covering his whole suit and mask with Kuroda's blood. Um, Kuroda would end up fighting back and finally hitting a Larry on Liger and Jado to make the hot dag to Kanemura. Uh, Kanemura ends up coming in and hitting a Hurricane Rana and then hitting a spinning powerbomb on Ghetto. Uh, Kanemura would then end up putting Ghetto in a cross face with uh, Liger coming in and making the save by hitting Kanemura with the chair. Uh, Ghetto would then end up hitting Kenamura with the chair, and um, but when he, when Ghetto hits Kenamura over the head with the chair, Kenamura like powers up and just gets more motivation to go after Ghetto, and he begins elbowing Ghetto. Um, Ghetto would end up rolling Kenamura up though out of nowhere with a Ghetto clutch, um, but Kenamura would end up kicking out at two, and then Ghetto would end up kicking Kenamura low. 
but Kenemura would follow that up by kicking Ghetto low and then delivering a Thunderfire powerbomb on Ghetto for the win. Uh, so the Apache Army defeats the New Japan guys, and the crowd is so happy. It's such a loud pop for the Apache Army getting the win here. Uh, Liger would end up leaving. He just begins yelling at a fan, and the fan ends up yelling right back at Liger. Um, and then, uh, so again, the Apache Army have defeated the New Japan guys, CTU group. Uh, Takashi Sasaki would then end up coming to the ring, holding up the Big Japan title, and he challenges Kuroda to a match on May 5th. And the Team No Respect, uh, sorry, the Apache Army end up doing the Team No Respect dance to end the show. So again, this was a really good show. Um, I wouldn't say this was like a great match, but it's like it's a great match to watch because of just the crowd really makes it. It's it's like I said, it's kind of like a like a, a a sporting event because of how much the fans are into this match, how much they want the Apache Army to win and defeat New Japan. Um, and the Apache Army get a big win over New Japan, and, may, and the crowd goes home happy um, in the first new, uh, Apache Army show in uh, over six months. WMF then holds a show on April 21st and has a death match for their main event in Shinkiba. Can you go over what happened at that show? So uh, this is, again, the WMF veterans going up against the New Generation Army. Gasaku, I haven't talked about this episode, but last episode he was actually the one that started up the new new generation army, even though he was by no means a young wrestler. Um, so it's this match is going to be a barbed wire uh, a barbed wire death match, a no ropes barbed wire death match. Um, Gasaku would end up sending uh, Ganosuke into the barbed wire. And then uh, Soldier and Gasaku would end up sending Goemon into the... Soldier would then set up a light tube and try to suplex Ganosuke onto it. But uh, Ganosuke would end up kicking Soldier low. Uh, Ganosuke would then charge at Soldier, who would kick him, and then bulldog Ganosuke through the light tube. So this is the first time Ganosuke is ever um, taking, you know, ha- having a light tube bro- uh, broken across his body. Uh, Gasaku would then end up grabbing a light tube and going after Ganosuke, but Goemon would, would uh, grab Gasaku and Ganosuke would end up grabbing a barbed wire bat and hitting the light tube, breaking it across Gasaku's chest. Ganosuke would then end up hitting a lariat on Gasaku uh, to get the win. And so again, the, the veterans defeat the New Generation Army um, and Mineo Fujito afterwards would end up challenging Ganosuke to a tag match at the next show. So it's going to be, you know, again, just continuing the feud. This is all kind of WMF really has at this point. It's just kind of, hey, the veterans going up against the young boys, and the young boys are going to have to lose a a bunch before they can prove themselves uh, and actually get a win over the veterans. A promotion called Ring Soul would debut a character called Hayabusa Sito on uh, April 28th at the Shinjuku face with Hayabusa accompanying him. Who was Hayabusa Sito and what happened? That was Masaaki Okimoto, um, who was best known as Rase in Michinoku Pro. Who, so he was this mass uh, wrestler who was very talented, great high flyer, but he was very small. Um, and so Ring Soul, which was the startup promotion that didn't last very long, but um, around this time period there was a lot of those coming uh, starting up, just uh, companies, promoters feeling like they could you know, start up and have a financially successful promotion and, and not really working out. Well, this promotion uh, was willing to bring in Hayabusa. Obviously, Hayabusa can't wrestle. Um, so they end up giving the gimmick this gimmick to um, uh, Rase as Hayabusa Sito. So it's 
the Hayabusa mask. It's the Hayabusa pants. It's um, you know the Hayabusa theme music. And again, Hayabusa's coming to the ring with him. It, it's a much like I said, it's a much smaller version of Hayabusa because uh, Okimoto was a very small um, individual. And so Hayabusa Sito on this show teams up with Yutaka Yoshi and Akira, a, a New Japan. Uh, wrestler from the 80s and 90s uh they take on voodoo mask taru and uh toru owashi and this match is just kind of a uh like a highlight reel really for uh hayabusa sito so he does all the you know the best of hayabusa moves he does the asai moonsault he does the falcon arrow um he delivers a firebird splash uh on voodoo mass it ends up getting the win and you know there was a couple more shows from ring soul um but you know, it didn't like I said, it didn't last very much. It didn't last much longer. And uh, the Hayabusa Sito wrestler would wrestle one more time in all Japan, along with and Hayabusa would come out with him as well one more time in the summer. Um, after that, the gimmick would be dropped, and um, he would just go back to being Rase in Michinoku Pro. Um, a new group called IBF would hold a show on the traditional May fifth, using several former FMW wrestlers. What was IBF and what happened at the show? Off the FNW, kind of like nostalgia and bringing it back and having, you know, a traditional group, but obviously couldn't use the FMW name. And so he brings in a bunch of the old FMW wrestlers for this show on May 5th at Shinjuku Face. Um, the, he, they would, he would never promote again after this show, so I can't imagine. They didn't announce any attendance or anything like that, so I can't imagine it did that well. But um, this was kind of like the first FMW May 5th show since the 2004 Kawasaki Stadium show. But, um, so on this show, the semi-main event is Mr. Pogo and Mitsuhiro Matsunaga. They're teaming up against Hizugatsu Oya and Ricky Fuji. And Pogo and Matsunaga would end up taking turns stabbing Ricky Fuji in the forehead, cutting him up. Um, Pogo would end up trying to blow a fireball at Ricky, but, um, Oya would end up making the save. Pogo would end up placing a chain around Ricky's neck and then trying to choke him out. Uh, with the referee de- uh, DQing Pogo for it because Pogo would not let go. So um, the Ricky Fuji team and his, or Ricky Fuji and Hizagatsu Oya defeat uh, Pogo and Matsunaga through DQ. And then in the main event, it's uh, Tarzan Goto and Mr. Ganasuke against Mis- Masato Tanaka and Gas- Gasaku Gashigawara. Tanaka and Goto go at it um, right away and. Um, they're they're giving each other headbutts uh, with one, and then Tanaka would end up hitting a rolling elbow on Goto, knocking him down. Goto would end up coming back and knocking Tanaka down, and then Goto would end up setting Tanaka up on a table, and Goto would end up jumping off the apron and splashing Tanaka through the table. Goto would then end up cutting open Gasaku and delivering a face buster on him um, on a bunch of chairs, and then. Uh, to get the win, and then the IBF promoter would end up uh, coming to the ring afterwards with all the wrestlers, and he ends up uh, get, being uh, having a guitar with them, and he ends up singing the same song that Shoshi Arai did um, at the end of the February 25th, 2000 sh- uh, Corrigan Hall show with all the wrestlers in the ring. And so, uh, you know, I think this promoter, like I said, just really wanted to recapture FMW, um, you know, wanted to kind of be Shoshi Arai. Like I said, they would not hold another show afterwards, so this was not considered a success, but it's kind of one of the many attempts to bring back FMW, thinking that, um, you know, the nostalgia and just all the top names, Pogo, Matsunaga, Goto, Ganasuke, Tanaka, could draw money and, you know, just being uh, uh having to promote just you know 
a promotion just coming right up from the start, just being like, we're going to be FMW Nostalgia. Um, especially led by Tarzan. Goto really just, you know, as the top guy, it just didn't work out. And um, so anyway, so afterwards, uh, Pogo would end up coming into Tarzan Goto's locker room and challenging Goto. And so Goto and uh, Mr. Pogo are going to start feuding uh, for, during, uh, for their uh, respected promotions. The Apache Army also ran on May 5th at Shinkiba and then ran shows at Shinkiba on May 17th and June 4th in the building as well. What happened to those? So on May, so Apache Army would also hold a show on May 5th. So this was actually kind of the last May 5th FMW, you know, between the IBF promotion, having kind of a nostalgia FMW, a bunch of the FMW guys, and then the Apache Army holding a show on May 5th with Kanemura, Mammoth, Tetsuya Kuroda, you know, like I said, this was kind of the last ever FMW May 5th, even though they're being uh, being held in much smaller buildings than May 5th is usually held at, but that's just kind of where the business is and where the FMW groups kind of are at this point, so uh, for the May 5th show at uh, Apache Army at Shinkiba, and this draws a sellout crowd at Shinkiba, so this does really well in a, in a small environment, um, you know, in Apache Army, they're they're doing pretty well at this point. They're, you know, they didn't buy, like I said, they drew an announced crowd of 1,200 fans, but, you know, they're able to run Cork and Hall more regularly going forward. Um, more money's coming towards uh, Apache Army, and they're starting to grow. The main event of this show is Takashi Sasaki versus Tetsuhiro Kuroda, and they're having a chop battle right away. Eventually, uh, Kuroda would end up getting busted open outside the ring. Uh, Sasaki would end up throwing Kuroda shoulder first into the turnbuckle, and Sasaki ends up stepping on Kuroda, and he begins uh, mocking an old lady in the front row, uh, who's holding up an Apache flag, uh, who wants to go after Kuroda. So, you know, this is really working as far as Sasaki being a heel and the crowd hating him. When the old lady hates you, you know you're, you're doing a good job as a heel. Um, Sasaki would end up going for a chair shot, but Kuroda would end up blocking it and then hitting Sasaki in the head with the chair and then rolling Sasaki up with the Sanson clutch for the win. Um, so Kuroda gets the win over Takashi Sasaki. Uh, Kuroda then asked to shake Takashi Sasaki's hand, um, and Sasaki acts like he's going to shake it, but then attacks Kuroda, uh, along with Miyawaki, and, um, Tomohiko Hashimoto comes out also to join Sasaki, uh, on the beatdown, and Kanemura would end up having to come make the save for Kuroda, which then leads to May 17th at Shinkiba, where they announce 250 fans, so this show doesn't do as well as the previous show. And the uh, main event is Kentaro Kanemura, Mama Sasaki, and Jintaro going up against Takashi Sasaki, Daisuke Sekimoto, and Tomohiko Hashimoto. Um, you know, like I said, Hashimoto had started working uh, the previous show and joined in on the beatdown on Kuroda, teaming up with the heel, got, heel wrestlers. So in this match, uh, Kanemura and Sasaki, they go, uh, they start fighting r outside the ring right away. Uh, Kanemura would end up suplexing Sasaki outside the ring. Well, while this is going on, uh, Sekimoto and Mama Sasaki, they lariat each other with Sekimoto knocking Mammoth down, but Mammoth would end up getting right up and uh, hitting a lariat on Sekimoto. 
Um, Jintaro, who's now bloody during this match, ends up coming in the ring, and he ends up delivering a shooting star press on Sasaki. Sekimoto makes the save with a power bomb, which is an awesome spot, picking up Jintaro and just driving him down for the um, power bomb. Mammoth would then end up coming in the ring and choke slamming Sekimoto, but then Hashimoto would end up coming in and delivering a, a Death Valley driver on Jintaro and then finishing him off with the XCT. And uh, for the win, so Hashimoto gets the pin on Jintaro. And then Takashi Sasaki challenges Kentaro Kanemura to a singles match, as well as Daisuke Sekimoto challenging Mam Sasaki to a singles match at the next Shinkiba show on June 4th, which draws 300 fans, which, again, you know, not a sellout, but a very good number uh, for Shinkiba. So on this show, uh, Tetsuhiro Kuroda would take on Tomohiko Hashimoto. Hashimoto would end up going to suplex Kuroda, who would end up holding on to the referee, and both would end up getting, both Kuroda and the referee would end up getting suplexed as a result. Uh, Katsumasa Inoue would end up interfering uh, during this match, so Kuroda would end up having to go low, and then rolling up Hashimoto with a Samson clutch for the win, so Kuroda gets the win over Hashimoto. Um, then Mamasasaki would take on Daisuke Sekimoto, um, Sekimoto would end up sending Mammoth outside the ring and uh, hitting a tope uh, on the outside on Mammoth. Uh, they would end up going back in the ring, and Mammoth would end up hitting a, uh, Sekimoto with an awesome bomb. And then they would begin uh, hitting each other with lariats until both would end up falling down. Mammoth would then hit a 29 years old on Sekimoto, but Sekimoto would end up kicking out and then delivering a German suplex on Mammoth Sasaki to get the win with Sekimoto super excited, getting a big win. Um, Mama Sasaki is, you know, has more seniority over Sekimoto and at this point is a bigger star than Sekimoto. So this was a big win for uh, Sekimoto. And then in the main event, uh, Takashi Sasaki would take on Kentaro Kanemura in a lumberjack death match. So, uh, you know, the heel Takashi Sasaki guys are on one side of the ring and the Apache Army's on the other side of the ring. Well, they uh, begin going right at it with one another, uh, and Sasaki would end up throwing Kanemura out of the ring, and Sasaki Moto would end up attacking uh, Kanemura, and then uh, the Big Japan guys would end up attacking the Apache Army uh, wrestlers with chairs. So they're all brawling outside the ring. Sekimoto would end up powerbombing Kanemura off the ramp into the ring, and then the uh, Big Japan guys would end up loosening the bottom rope, and Takashi Sasaki would take it, and he would begin choke, uh, choking Kanemura with the bottom rope. Um, and then Kanemura would end up managing to throw Sasaki outside the ring, and the Apache Army guys are now attacking uh, Takashi Sasaki. The Big Japan guys uh, would begin fighting them, and then all this is going on. So the Apache Army and the Big Japan guys are brawling. And while all this is going on, Hito comes into the ring, um, and he ends up turning on Kanemura by attacking him. So then Sasaki would end up getting... Huge hill he here by doing the old uh, Fuyuki charging lariat while he's screaming up in the air and stomping his feet. And he delivers a lariat to, to Kanemura to defeat him. Uh, so Sasaki gets a big win over Kanemura. And uh, with Hito now joining the Takashi Sasaki team. And Junkasai would end up running into the ring and attacking Sasaki. And so, um, you know, again, this was a big win for Sasaki and getting more heel heat as they continue to push him as the top guy in the Apache Army promotion. WMF uh, then returns on June 11th, and they hold a show at Shinkiba as well. What happens? 
So WMF holds a show, um, and they draw an announced crowd of 300 fans. So, you know, they're only holding a show uh, every once a month or so. I mean, they're doing okay as far as the building itself, filling the building out. Um, you know, like I said, 300 is pretty good, again, for a Shinkiba show, at least as far as what's what they've announced. But, you know, I mean, that's all they can really do. WMF never really was able to grow. They never were able to hold the Corrigan Hall show. So these are just kind of what all they can do. And um, on this show, the main event is the New Generation Army going up against the FMW veterans. So it's so it's Mr. Ganosuke and Goemon taking on Soldier and Mineo Fujita. Uh, Ganosuke and Goemon went in, taking turns beating on uh, Fujita. Uh, Fujita would end up making a comeback and delivering a flying dropkick on Goemon. Soldier would then end up getting tagged in, and he'd spear Goemon, and then he would end up spearing Ganosuke. F uh, Fujita would then end up diving over the top rope with a Tope Konhila uh, on, on the outside onto Ganosuke. And Soldier would end up hitting a Larry on Goemon for the win. So this was a, the first big win for the new generation army getting a win over Goemon. Ganosuke would end up shaking Soldier and Fujita's hands. Uh, Fujita would then challenge Ganosuke to a singles match. So there's the, it's kind of calming down. The new generation army finally get a big win. And now it's kind of like, oh... We're all cool with each other now afterwards. You, 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 know, you finally beat us, but uh, Fujita now is going to take on Ganosuke at the next show. Sabu would return to Japan on June 16th and have a match at the Shinjuku face in a match against Kanemura. Can you go over the match with us? So this was a, a, no, a Nosawa uh, book show, promoted show at Shinjuku face, and he, was, he brought in Sabu. Um, you know, he's brought in Sabu several times for his shows. So this is like a dream match with Kanemura taking on Sebu. Um, they start off going at it with chairs right away. Sebu would eventually end up hitting a chair over Kanemura's head. Uh, they brawled on the outside. Uh, Sebu would end up setting Kanemura on the table on a table on the outside. Sebu ends up climbing on, uh, going back in the ring, climbing up the top, and uh, diving off uh, off the ropes and completely misses Kanemura. So Sebu ends up immediately jumping right back up jumps on the ramp of the Shinjuku face, and he ends up just diving onto the table, and it doesn't, it doesn't break. So this was Sebu kind of just screwing, you know, at this point his body's starting to break down. He's not the same Sebu. Um, he's screwing up a lot more frequently, um, and this is one of them. This was a really, you know, uh, a screwed up spot here. Sebu would end up take, grabbing a spike, and he would end up beginning uh, to cut open Kanemura, and uh, Kanemura would fight back, grabbing a piece of the table that Sabu um, having, was having such trouble with earlier. And Kanemura smashed it over Sabu's head. Uh, Kanemura would then end up setting up a bunch of chairs on top of one another. This takes a little bit, it takes a little while. He just sets chair after chair on top of chair after chair. Um, and as soon as he ends up finishing it finally, Sabu ends up, is, is up and he ends up uh, setting up Kanemura. Uh, on the top rope, and he ends up suplexing Kanemura through all the chairs that he spent all the time setting up. So Kanemura go ends up going through all the chairs. Uh, Sabu would then end up hitting Arabian Face Buster to get the win over Kanemura, and Sabu and Kanemura would then end up hugging afterwards as Kanemura would lead a welcome back chant with to for the crowd. Kanemura and Tanaka would continue their feud with the Dudleys on June 17th at the Sayatama Super Arena, but each side adds a member to the match. Who are they, and what happens during the match? So this was a rematch of the previous uh, Hustle show in March, 
Um, but on this show instead, it's going to be Kanemura, Masato Tanaka, and Tomooki Hama teaming up against Bubba Ray, Devon, and Spike Dudley. So they're bringing in Spike for this show as well. This is a big hustle show, by the way. Um, probably their biggest of the year. Um, so right away, Hama and Spike, they go at it with one another. Kanemura and Devon uh, are going at it with one another. And then uh, Bubba would end up getting tagged in. And he goes up to Kanemura and goes, I don't want you in the match, Kanemura. I want Tanaka. I want to, I want to face off against Tanaka. So Kanemura tags in Tanaka. And uh, Kanemura is leading an ECW chant with the crowd as Tanaka is going to go up against the former uh, ECW, uh, you know, the ECW tag team. Bubba uh, would end up slamming Tanaka and covering, uh, covering him with Kanemura and Hama both having to make the save. Um, everyone would, would, would then begin brawling outside the ring when uh, Bubba would end up picking up Spike on the ramp and then tossing him on Tanaka, Kanemura, and Hama. Uh, Kanemura and Devon would then end up fighting in the crowd with Kanemura uh, getting thrown into a, a stack of chairs. Uh, as Tanaka would end up rushing down the ramp and hitting Bubba Ray with an elbow. Um, eventually, Tanaka would end up running down the ramp and again and um, going after Bubba, and Bubba would end up kicking uh, Tanaka and then delivering a powerbomb on Tanaka on the ramp. And then Bubba would end up hitting Tanaka in the head with a chair, and Tanaka starts doing the, like, the no-sell spot that he did a lot in ECW where... You know, you can hit me as hard as you want with the chair uh, over the head, and it's not going to phase me. Uh, Kanemur would end up coming in the ring, and he would end up getting uh, hit in the head uh, with a trash can. And then Bubba Ray would end up grabbing a cheese grater, and he would end up using a cheese, a cheese grater on Kanemura. Um, Spike would then eventually hit a foot stop on Kanemura off a ladder. And then uh, Kanemura would end up grabbing the cheese grater, fighting back, and he grabbed the cheese grater, and he ends up using the cheese grater on Bubba Ray's crotch. Um, Tanaka would then end up hitting uh, Bubba Ray with a guitar, uh, but eventually Bubba Ray would end up hitting a Thunderfire powerbomb on Kanemura through a table, and then uh, Bubba and Devon would end up hitting uh, Hanma with the 3D to get the win. Like I said, the Dudleys weren't going to lose in any of these matches, but these were cool matches. You know, they're, they're remembered pretty well. As, as for anyone that really remembers Hustle, probably remembers the Dudleys being brought in. And, you know, like I said, they were kind of brought in to and have these hardcore matches. And so who's, who's who on the roster is willing to have these hardcore matches? The old FMW and the big old Big Japan guys, they're willing to have these matches, and so that's why they would um, put them put them in these type of hardcore death matches a lot. Mr. Ganesuke then begins working union shows on June 18th in Shinkiba. What happens? So this was a much uh, smaller promo. You know, I've talked about it before. Where Kanemura, you know, at this point Kanemura's working New Japan regularly. He's worked in the Tokyo Dome, working Corrigan Hall regularly. Um, you know, New Japan. Even though they're struggling a lot, they're still the number one promotion uh, in Japan. Well, while this is going on, WMF struggling. Ganesuke doesn't really have that many partnerships. Um, and so to really work with, and really one of the only promotions at this point that he, that's really willing to work with uh, Ganesuke and bring him in and work separate shows is the Union promotion, which is this sub, uh, subgroup that DDT was uh, promoting. And, you know, with a whole set of different wrestlers and, um, you know, the very, very small indie promotion at this time. Um, 
So, Mr. Ganesuke, though, he or in the union promotion, is a heel. And he has a heel manager, and they, uh, give, they give him this tag team partner called the Slave, which is this mass wrestler. So he's going to be Ganesuke's partner as he feuds with uh, Poison Sawada and Asami. Uh, Poison Sawada, obviously uh, best known as Poison Sawada Julie in DDT. He's not going by the Julie name. He is just Poison Sawada under his old, uh, under his old gimmick, his own old look that he had in the 90s. Um, and Asami, who's best known as Asami Kodaka in Big Japan these days, but this was his early days. He's much thinner, much younger. Um, so in this match, Ganesuke and uh, Sawada, they end up brawling outside the ring, and Ganesuke would end up grabbing a stick, and he ends up beginning to cut Sawada with it, cutting him open with the stick. Uh, Ganesuke's heel manager would end up interfering and allowing uh, Ganesuke to hit a lariat, and eventually finish off Asami with the Fire Thunder, and uh, Ganesuke would end up standing over Asami when Kazuhiko Ogasawara uh, would end up making the save. He, th- th- that's a uh, old karate fighter. He had um, wrestled in Zero One years prior. He'd eventually uh, worked the early days of Freedoms. Um, so he ends up making the save. So uh, Ganesuke then gets on the mic and says, on the next Union Pro Show, I'm going to have Hizagatsu Oya team up with me. We're going to take out the Union guys. So, like I said, Ganesuke now is going to work for Union Pro regularly, but be one, they're pretty much their top heel. Tarzan Goto would also run his own show on June 18th at his restaurant in Asakusa, Tokyo. What happens at the show? So this show has um, Tarzan Goto, Ricky Fuji, and Hisagatsu Oya, the um, the old Lethal Weapon group that had just barely started when um, Goto ended up leaving uh, FMW prior to the May fifth show. You know they were going to be kind of the top heels in FMW after Onita left. Well, you know Goto left right at the start of the group, so this was kind of the hey, we're back. The Lethal Weapon group is back. And they end up taking on Mr. Pogo, Goemon, and Gasaku. And like I said, you know, this is kind of the rest of the year. Gasaku, Goto and Mr. Pogo are going to feud regularly. Um, so uh, Oya would end up throwing a table at Gasaku. And, um, you know, this is at Tarzan Goto's restaurant. And so it's a much smaller building. And the, the ceiling is so low that when Oya throws the table, it actually hits the ceiling. Uh, Goto would end up coming in, and uh, Mr. Pogo would end up going after him with uh, his sickle. Uh, Pogo would end up cutting Goto with, up with his sickle, but uh, Goto would end up fighting back, and he would clothesline Pogo. And then Goto would end up uh, grabbing a beer bottle and breaking it, and then uh, begin cutting Pogo's forehead with the broken beer bottle. Pogo would then end up taking off. He just heads out, leaves the ring. And Goto would end up hitting a lariat on Goemon to get the win. Uh, so the Lethal Weapon team get the win over the Pogo side. Well, afterwards, Tarzan Goto's left. Um, and Mr. Pogo ends up coming back to the ring. And he ends up attacking Tarzan Goto's students. And he ends up blowing a fireball, uh, causing Goto to come back to the ring. Well, uh, Tarzan Goto's uh, valet would end up blowing a fireball that comes in at Mr. Pogo, but it comes nowhere close to him. She is not very good at throwing these fireballs at anyone uh, based off of what was what happened last year. Um, so, again, this is just to continue, you know, the Apache Army, Kanemura, they're feuding with New Japan. WMF, um, you know, they have the young versus old, and Mr. Ganesuke is also working small union promotion. 
And then Tarzan Goto and Mr. Pogo, they're working together for uh, you know the rest of the year, feuding with one another based off their old 1990s FMW rivalry. So on June 25th, the Apache Army holds a show, as well as a new promotion called Lockup. They also run a show at Shinkiba. Um, what happened at both of those shows? So the Apache Army would hold a show on June 25th. And they would announce a crowd of 350 fans, so this is a sellout for Shinkiba. Uh, they have a street fight with High 69 and Hito taking on Jukasai and Saburo Inamatsu. And uh, Hito would end up attacking Kasai with a kendo stick, and then he would end up uh, cutting Kasai in the forehead with scissors. Uh, Kasai would eventually come back and go for a Pearl Harbor splash, but Hito would end up hitting him with the kendo stick instead. Uh, and then um, they would end up fighting outside while High 69 would end up pinning Inamatsu. And this isn't even filmed. They missed the pinfall completely as Hito and Kasai are brawling in the, uh, in the crowd. And then uh, Mama Sasaki and Daisuke Sekimoto, they have another singles match. Sekimoto would end up going for a tope, but Mammoth would move out of the way this time. Um, Sekimoto had managed to deadlift, uh, deliver deadlift German suplex on Mammoth, but Mammoth would be able to kick out this time, and then uh, Mammoth would hit 229 years old on Sekimoto to get the win, and then uh, Mammoth would get on the mic and challenge Sekimoto to a match, to the rubber match on August 28th at Corrigan Hall. And then um, in the main event, it's um, Kentaro Kanemura, Tetsuhiro Kuroda, Junkasai, and Jintaro taking on Takashi Sasaki, Hido, High 69, and a mystery partner that turns out to be Takamichinoku. So Takamichinoku now is a part of Takashi Sasaki's group. Um, and Kanemura would end up going at it with Takashi Sasaki. Um, Kanemura would deliver a powerbomb to Sasaki out of the ring onto the ramp. Um, High 69 would end up kicking Kanemura low, and Sasaki and Takamichinoku would end up doing a double super kick, followed by Hito hitting Kanemura with a clothesline. High 69 would then end up going to a, uh, going for a kick to the head on Kanemura, but Kanemura would end up kicking his leg uh, out from under him and then hitting a, th a Thunderfire powerbomb on High 69 for the win, when Toji Makabe, New Japan wrestler, would end up charging the ring. He comes to the ring, and he ends up clotheslining Kanemura as Takamichinoku uh, introduces uh, Makabe as the newest member of the group. So now they're adding New Japan wrestlers, and the Kanemura-Toji Makabe feud uh, has begun. And then also that day, um, with a lockup show would take place uh, at Shinkiba on the same uh, same building, same day. And what lockup was was Riki Choshu. After I've talked about, you know, he started up World Japan, that didn't work out. So he started up Riki Pro, and then after so many shows, okay, I've decided I'm done with promoting myself. I want to go back to New Japan. New Japan has offered me to come back to be, you know, to book. And so Riki Choshu now. Um, you know he's back with New Japan. Well, New Japan's willing to give him kind of his kind of a, a new side project to to uh, run and to book whilst booking New Japan. So you know Ricky Pro is no longer working, but now he's gonna uh, Ricky Choshu is now going to book uh, New Japan promoted shows called Lockup. So like I said, it's just kind of like their own subgroup. And on this show, it's uh, Kentaro Kanemura, Tetsuhiro Kuroda, and Jintaro taking on Riki Choshu, Tomohiro Ishii, and Toru Yano. Uh, Choshu and Kanemura, they end up going, you know, they've been feuding for the last two years at this point. They go at it with one another. Uh, Choshu ends up placing Kanemura in the Scorpion Deathlock uh, with, with Jintaro. 
uh, and Tetsuhiro Kuroda using a chair to try and make the save on for Kanemura to, to break get Choshu to break the move. Uh, Kanemura would end up hitting back-to-back sentons on Choshu, but then uh, Kanemura would run into uh, Choshu's boot. Uh, Toru Yano would end up putting uh, Kanemura in a Canadian backbreaker, and then Choshu would end up suplexing Kanemura off the top, as, and then uh, Tetsuhiro Kuroda and Tomohiro Ishii would end up going at it with one another, with Ishii hitting a brainbuster on Kuroda for the win, so the New Japan side end up getting the win over the Apache, and that pretty much will be the official conclusion of Riki Choshu and the whole Apache army, even though their feud is kind of dead at this point anyway. Um, you know, especially with Kanemura feuding with the Liger, Jado, and Ghetto group. On July 1st, WMF runs a show, and it's Ganesuke versus Minio Fujita as the main event. Uh, can you tell us what happened there? So this was set up based off the last month where uh, Fujita had challenged Ganesuke to a singles match. And so this was a showcase for Fujita. You know, he was about almost four years into the business at this point. And so Ganesuke has given him a shot here. You can main event in a match against me. Let's see what you what you got, what, what you can do. And, you know, Fujita... Like I said, he's got some really good high-flying moves, and in this match, he ends up delivering a flying drop kick to Ganesuke, and he also ends up delivering a tope con hilo um, to the outside on Ganesuke. Uh, but it's when he tries for a Firebird splash, he ends up missing the 450, and uh, Ganesuke ends up picking him up for the, and delivering a Fire Thunder for the win. So Ganesuke puts away Fujita, and I mean, they, it's a 25-minute match, and it's a pretty good match. You know, Fujita, like I said, he's kind of starting to really show, hey, I'm not just this young boy anymore. I got, I, I, I have the capabilities of putting on a really good performance. Um, you know, uh, and so afterwards, though, um, Ganesuke and Fujita, you know. They embrace afterwards for having put it on such a good match. And this is kind of the end of the new generation war against the old veterans. Um, you know, now going forward, it's going to be kind of they're working together. They're, so the right, right now there's really no, like, heels and faces and big-time rivalry going uh, on in WMF. So on July 11th at Corrigan Hall, Hustle runs a show. And tell us about what happens there. So Kanemura ends up teaming up with Tajiri, going up against Toshiaki Kawada and Monster C. And uh, Tajiri had left WWE uh, about a year earlier, come back to Japan, and he was offered uh, to be the head booker in Hustle. So uh, Tajiri right now, he's the matchmaker. He's the one coming up with the storylines and the gimmicks going on with Hustle. Um, so... In, on this match, Kanemura and Monster C go at it. With um, I talked about it last last episode how uh, Monster C kind of was this mass character that got really over with the fans chanting C after every time he does something. And so Kanemura and C are going at it with uh, at, going at it with one another. And after every strike, the crowd is chanting C C. Um, and so. Uh, you know, so Kanemura and C are fighting when Toshiaki Kawada, and they show a close-up of him, and you could tell he is not amused by this by this crap that they're doing. And he ends up just coming into the ring. He's just he's uh, had enough of it, and he comes over and he just strikes uh, Kanemura, and the crowd would chant K for Kawada. Tajiri would end up helping Kanemura put uh, Monster C in the Tree of Woe, and then um, both end up doing the hustle. Uh, 
signature pose as Kawada would, again, just looking annoyed by all this crap that they're doing. Uh, Kanemaru would end up placing uh, Monster C on a table, and he would end up uh, delivering a dive off the top rope, sending C through the table. Kawada would then end up coming in and just begin kicking the crap out of Kanemaru, kicking him in the face, kicking him in the chest, slapping him, and then end up slapping Dejiri as well. Uh, Kawada would end up... Uh, end up kicking the green mist. Tajiri, so Tajiri's trying to spit the, his green mist at Kuwata, and he would just kick him in the face, so the uh, green mist ends up shooting up in the air instead. Uh, and then Kuwata would end up kicking Tajiri in the head for the win. So Kuwata is, um, you know, he's pretty much one of the top guys in Hustle. Kanemura and Tajiri, even though there's value in them, they're not anywhere, ever, they're never going to be at the level of a Kuwata. Afterwards, uh, the Monster Army, which is uh, Kawada and Monster C are a part of, they can they come out and they would continue to lay out Kawada, or sorry, they would end up uh, laying out Kanemura and um, Tajiri when uh, Razor Ramon HG would end up making the save. He was a uh, top baby face for the Hustle promotion. Uh, the Apache Army then runs another show at the Shinkiba on July 19th with the announcement that they're going to be bringing back some old FMW titles. Uh, what were the titles, and how did that all happen? So, Kanemura uh, and the Apache Army, they've decided, you know, this promotion's been going on for about two years at this point, but we're not, what are we fighting for? Well, we need belts, so what are we going to do in regards to just belts? Well, let's bring back the WEW tag team titles, and uh, later on they bring back the WEW world titles. So on this show, they announced that they're going to bring back the WEW tag team titles, so now there'll be a tag team division uh, starting in August. There'll be a tournament, a round-robin tournament, um, throughout a couple shows in August. On this show, uh, Kanemura, Nosawa, and Mazada uh, going up against Takashi Sasaki, Ryuji Ito, and High 69. And Nosawa and Mazada, they were uh, regulars in Mexico and uh, just freelance promotions for the last couple of years. Nosawa had worked with FMW at the very end, including WEW. Well, now they're working uh, the Apache Army. And in this match, Nosawa would end up hitting a Shining Wizard on High 69, followed by Kanemura hitting a uh, Thunderfire Powerbomb on High 69 for the win. And then afterwards, Nosawa and Mazada announced that they're going to be working for Apache Army regularly. So they're going to continue to work for the promotion. And then in the main event, and in this match, Hito would end up uh, pulling out scissors and begin using them to uh, cut the forehead of Junkasai. As Mammoth and Sekimoto, they end up uh, exchanging clotheslines with one another, like two uh, monsters, go, you know, uh, two mammoths going up against one another. Uh, Mammoth would end up hitting an awesome bomb on Sekimoto to set up uh, Junkasai to deliver a Pearl Harbor splash, but Miyawaki, who's uh, pretty much like the sidekick of the Takashi Sasaki group, he ends up uh, grabbing Junkasai's leg and um, breaking up the count, and Sekimoto would end up hitting a suplex on Junkasai off the top, and Hito would end up pile driving Kasai on a stack of chairs for the win, and um, and then the, uh, Hito would end up going back and cutting Junkasai's forehead uh, with the scissors as the Apache Army come in to make the save. Mr. Ganesuke returns to Union on July 23rd and continues his feud with Poison Sawada in this show. Can you tell us how that all went down? So on the show, it's Mr. Ganesuke, Hizagatsu Oya, and the Slave. I talked about how Ganesuke on the uh, early on the show the m month prior, he said, you know, I'm bringing Hizagatsu Oya 
in for the next show. So now they're going to team up. They're going to go against uh, Poison Sawada, Kazuhiko Ogasawara, and Isami in a street fight. Um, and they just kind of reunite the feud of Ganasuke and Sawada. This just kind of what's been going on the, um, the rest, pretty much all of 2006, is Ganasuke and Sawada. Um, they end up, uh, Ganasuke ends up taking Sawada outside, and um, they end up fighting out in the street of Shinkiba. And then uh, Ganasuke would end up hitting a lariat on Asami once they get back in the ring. And then a while, Oya would hit the back suplex. And then Oya would end up hitting a backdrop on Asami for the win. So this match, uh, this show is just kind of noted for Hizugatsu Oya and Ganasuke once again reforming their team this time for Union Pro. Mr. Pogo's WWS promotion holds a show on July 24th in Saitama where he forms a team with his longtime rival Matsunaga in a death match. What ends up happening and, and what kind of death match was this? Yeah, so on this show there was a Scorpion death match, which um, back in the day of Big Japan 96 or so, you know, they would have live scorpions in the ring, and so that's what they're going to do for this show. Um, and it's Pogo and Matsunaga going up against Junkasai and the WWS wrestler Naoya. Um, and in this match, Matsunaga would end up putting one of the scorpions on a string. And he ends up going through the crowd as Junkasai is running away from Matsunaga holding the scorpion with the, with the, holding it with a string. Uh, Matsunaga would end up putting the scorpion in a bucket and then dumping uh, Junkasai's head in the bucket. Um, Pogo would end up blowing fire at Naoya and um, Matsunaga would end up placing, a, uh, placing Naoya in a scorpion deathlock with his body on the box of the scorpions. With the ref, with the referee ending the match there, um, Naoya would end up having to be stretchered off as a result. So they were playing up the scorpions and what they did to him, um, and then Matsunaga would end up throwing the scorpion on a string at him. So after six years of being gone, Tenru brings back War on July twenty seventh at Corrigan Hall. What happened there? So this was kind of a reunion show. You know, War had last ran a show on in 2000, and so Tenru's kind of bringing everyone back for, um, you know, kind of one of those revival shows. This was the only time that he ever would do it. So this is the last ever War show. Um, and on this show, it's um, going to be Jado and Ghetto going up against Kentaro Kanemura and Jintaro and Jado and Ghetto, they're wearing their old uh, yellow pajama pants that they wore and wore, they wore and wore as well as the early days of FMW, um, as well as the, the they're wearing the purple Fuyuki robes that they would come out to with Fuyuki. Um, and so uh, during this match, Kanemura and Jintaro, they end up attacking Jado and Ghetto before the bell. Um, Jintaro would end up hitting a Sasuke special on all of them outside the ring. Um, they would all end up brawling in the crowd, and then Kanemura would end up busting Ghetto open, and then um, they would end up, uh, Kanemura and J uh, Jintaro end up taking turns beating on Ghetto. Uh, Jintaro would, would actually try to mock uh, Ghetto by doing his uh, superfly splash, but Ghetto would end up getting his knees up and make the tag to Jado. Uh, Kanemura and Ghetto would end up getting into a fight, and Kanemura would end up throwing the referee out of the ring, and uh, Kanemura would end up setting up a bunch of chairs, and he's going to try and do the same spot he did with uh, Sabu uh, a month earlier, where he stacks all the chairs up on one another, 
And but again, it doesn't work out for him. Uh, Jetto would end up grabbing Kanemura after he's done all the setup, and Jetto ends up suplexing Kanemura off the top rope through the chairs, and then Jetto would end up getting uh, Kanemura in a crossface as Ghetto would end up hitting a superfly splash on Jintaro for the win. So Jado and Ghetto get the win at the war reunion show. You know, they're the war re- they're the war- they were the regular war guys. Kanemura and Jintaro were the outsiders. CTU holds their own show on July thirtieth with the conclusion of the Apache Army versus CTU feud. What happens? So it's just three days later, it's pretty much the same match, except instead of Jintaro, it's Kuroda. So now it's Kentaro Kanemura and Tetsuhiro Kuroda going up against Jado and Ghetto. Uh, this, you know, like you said, this was a CTU show. So New Japan's putting the show on, but it's under the CTU, which is a heel group in New Japan or, uh, you know, a specific stable in New Japan. So this is their show. And, um, they end up. Uh, they start right away by brawling in the crowd. Jado and Kuroda. They end up taking turns uh, doing their. Uh, well, Kuroda does his running lariat through the crowd at Corrigan, and, and Jado would end up doing his own lariat in the crowd as well. Um, and then Kanemura and Ghetto, they're fighting with one another. Um, they would end up busting each other open. So both of them are bleeding, and Kanemura and Ghetto were giving uh, elbow strikes to one another while blood is running down their face until Ghetto would end up knocking Kanemura down and then delivering a super kick. Well, Kuroda would end up coming in and going for a lariat with uh, Jado uh, tripping Kuroda, and then Ghetto would then end up rolling Kuroda up for the for the win with the Ghetto clutch. So Jado and Ghetto get the win over Kanemura and Kuroda. Jintaro would end up rushing in the ring right away and attacking Ghetto, uh, with Jado end up making the save. And so this was pretty much the climax of the CTU uh, Kanemura Apache Army feud. Um, the Kanemura is going to end up. Pretty much now feuding with the rest of uh, with the Takashi Sasaki group as well as Toji Makabe. Um, so this was pretty much the climax with Jado and Ghetto getting the win. And then the very last match of uh, the CTU versus uh, Apache Army feud, even though Hito is technically not a part of the Apache Army group anymore. It's Hito going up against Ken, uh, Kishin Liger, which is Jushin Liger um, under his evil persona. And he hadn't done this persona uh, in 10 years since his match with uh, Kiji Muto, when, uh, or the Great Muda, when the Great Muda uh, ended up pulling Liger's mask off. And um, it would be revealed that Liger had all this pain on him, and he had his own evil persona as well. So now uh, Liger's, so Liger's bringing this gimmick back after 10 years uh, and going by the name Kishin Liger. Um, and Kishin Liger comes to the ring with a towel over his head and then as he walking slowly to the ring to different theme, a different like an evil version of the Liger theme song, um, he ends up pulling the towel off and revealing he has like kiss makeup on. Um, and he ends up spitting red mist in the air and um, he ends up going after Hito right away. They end up brawling in the crowd. Hito, though, would pull out his scissors um, and, you know, to booze. So, you know, talked about how in April at the Apache show, everyone's cheering for Hito, cutting Liger's hair and everything. Well, now he pulls out scissors, scissors and the New Japan crowd, they're booing him for this. Uh, Hito would begin stabbing Liger with the scissors when uh, Takashi Sasaki... Um, he ends up helping out Hito during this match. He, he ends up tripping Liger and distracting the referee as uh, Hito would end up pulling out a staple gun on Liger. And um, he ends up stapling, using the staple gun on Liger. Um, 
Liger would end up fighting back and end up throwing Hito into the ref and then spitting red mist at him. Uh, Liger would then take uh, Hito out and pile drive him onto the floor and then throw um, a box of objects into the ring and he would end up grabbing a screwdriver that was in the box and he ends up beginning cut to use the screwdriver to cut Hito up. Um, Liger then would end up hitting uh, Hito and uh, Takashi Sasaki both with chairs and Liger would then end up finishing off Hito uh, with a brain buster on the stack of chairs. Um, this was not a good match. It was slow. Um, it was just kind of, let's do this spot, let's do this spot. You know, I mean, they had some good ideas on what to do, but um, by no means was this a good match. I mean, Liger has a cool look, and he looks different. I don't think he ever, he, I don't think he ever brought this gimmick back, but this was pretty much the climax of the CTU Apache Army feud right here. Um, now the Apache Army is going to be going to war against Toji Makabe and the rest of the Takashi Sasaki group as the CTU guys, um, Jado, Ghetto, and Liger move on. The finals of the WEW Tag Team Tournament takes place on August 6th at Shinkiba for the Apache Army. What's the end results of the tournament? So um, they've done a tournament for about five days here, round, like I said, round robin um, at Shinkiba. Um, and the finals eventually led to Takashi Sasaki and Hito going up against Tetsuhiro Kuroda and Jun Kasai. And so in, during this match, Hito pull, ends up pulling out his scissors again, and he uses them to cut open uh, Jun Kasai, and then he ends up hitting... Um, Kasai with multiple barbed wire bat shots to the chest, and then Kuroda ends up coming in trying to make the save and delivering a lariat to Hito um, as Jun Kasai would deliver his Pearl Harbor splash. But um, as he's making the pinfall with the, after hitting this Pearl Harbor splash, Hito grabs his scissors and ends up stabbing Kasai in the forehead, and then um, Hito would end up getting the win over Junkasai after he hits three consecutive tombstone pile drivers to get the win. And so Takashi Sasaki and Hito win the WEW tag team title. So they're, they're the first champions in about three years. Um, they're the first team to hold the titles in about three years. So on August 27th, Tarzan Goto would continue his rivalry with Mr. Pogo on a show in Asakusa with a stipulation to their match. What was the stipulation? So on this show, the stipulation is that the losing team, so you know, Goto's the representative of his team, Mr. Pogo's the representative of his team, the, um, the, lo the losing team, um, Goto or Pogo, would end up having to wear a maid outfit. You know, kind of like maid restaurants or maid cafes are really popular in Japan, and so um, it's just this totally humiliating, um, you know, having to wear a gown and everything. So... Uh, in this match, it's Goto and Batman X and another one of his students against Mr. Pogo and a couple of the um, uh, another a couple of the Goto students as well. Um, Goto would end up giving his valet a watermelon, who would end up smashing it over Pogo's head. Uh, Goto would then end up beating on his students and that are on the teaming up of Pogo, and he's just destroying them. Um, you know, he's, Pogo's not going to be able to take that much offense, but, you know, these young boys that Goto was training, they're going to, they're going to sell, they're going to get their uh, ass kicked by their teacher. Um, up until about uh, the time where Goto ends up lariating, uh, hitting a lariat so hard um, that, the guy, that the guy that he hits the lariat that's on Pogo's team ends up falling into one of the, guy, one of the students that's on Goto's team, and then um, they end up, so the Pogo uh, team ends up pinning 
the guy on Goto's team, and I, I don't know their names. I tried looking them up. But they're so obscure that I don't think they did anything else for me to be, be able to find their names out. So anyway, so Pogo's team ends up getting the win, um, and as a result, Tarzan Goto now has to wear a maid outfit, and so they end up showing Goto all mad that he's wearing this maid outfit, and he's having to serve Pogo afterwards. Like I said, this is at um, Goto's restaurant, so you know there's uh, chairs and tables and everything, and um, so he's serving them drinks, and po Pogo is just eating this up that Goto has to dress up as a maid and serve him. Well, Goto's so pissed off by that, he ends up pouring a drink over Pogo's head and up walking away upset. So, uh, you know, Goto's the one humiliated, but he gets the heat back by humiliating Pogo afterwards by pouring water on him. WMF holds their four-year anniversary show on August 27th at Shinkiba. Minio Fujita faces off against a mystery opponent in the main event. Who was the mystery opponent? So Minio Fujita would main event against uh, Kenji Sararagi, but it's Sararagi coming un out under his new gimmick, which is Kamui. And Kamui is this Hayabusa-inspired mask gimmick. Um, you know, he's got kind of like the Hayabusa pants as well, except he's just a lot smaller than Hayabusa was. Um, so it's going to be Fujita versus Kamui. And um, Kamui ends up hitting a flying dropkick, and then he delivers a really impressive-looking Asai Moonsault on Fujita to the outside. Um, Kamui would end up missing a Phoenix Splash, and that would lead to uh, Mania Fujita hitting a Tiger Suplex for the win. So Kenji Saragi now has been ch changed. They've given him a makeover, and now he's going to be Kamui, who is probably most people know uh, um, as a Freedom's regular wrestler. The Apache Army would return to Corrigan Hall on August 28th as they would bring in talent from both All Japan and New Japan on this show. Can you go over what happens there? So they end up drawing an announced crowd of about a thousand fans. So this is st still uh, down from the April show, but again, this this crowd is hot. Um, and again, I would have to imagine this is a near legitimate announced crowd, probably you know a thousand fans or so. And I think that's just kind of what Apache now is going to aim for. It's like, hey, our big show of the year, April, will try and draw about twelve hundred, and then every other show will try and get about a thousand. So I don't think this was necessarily a disappointment. I think it's just kind of this is what they're expecting, and um, you know, and again, it, I know when I talked to Kanemura, and he wanted to bring back um, the ing the when he started up the ing promotion last year, his goal was. I know it's not going to like sell out Corrigan or anything like that, but I want a passionate fan base for my for my shows, and that's what this around this time period what the Apache Army was. They're not selling out Corrigan Hall. They're not filling up. You know, there's a lot of empty seats, but these near about a thousand fans are super passionate, cheering for the Apache Army. So. Um, there, there's Junka on this show. It's Junkasai versus Hito. Um, you know they've just kind of been they've been um, in a rivalry for the last two months or so with Hito using scissors all the time on Junkasai's forehead. Well, then this match, Hito ends up pulling out the scissors again, but this time Kasai would end up grabbing them away, and he would begin stabbing Hito in the forehead instead. Well, Hito would then uh, pull out a needle, and he would be begin stabbing Kasai in the arm and then um, hit Kasai with a barbed wire bat. 
Uh, Kasai would end up fighting back, and he would deliver a Pearl Harbor splash on Hito, but Hito would end up grabbing the needle and stabbing Kasai in the forehead as the referee was making the count. To, so this is how Hito ends up breaking out of moves, is, or stop the count, is by using a weapon on his opponent. Hito would then end up um, delivering three uh, tombstone pile drivers in a row, and Hito would end up defeating Jun Kasai. And then Miyawaki would come into the ring and uh, grab a hold of Kasai and let uh, Hito lay the boots to Kasai when Tomohoki Hama would rush to the ring and make the save for Kasai. So Hama and Kasai now, they're going to be a tag team in the Apache Army promotion. And then in the semi-main event, it's the rubber match. It's Mama Sasaki going up against Daisuke Sekimoto. Um, They would charge at each other right away while locking up. Sekimoto would end up knocking Mammoth out of the ring and then hitting a tope on Mammoth to the outside. Um, Sekimoto would then charge at Mammoth, who would move out of the way, and uh, Sekimoto would end up uh, hitting his shoulder on the turnbuckle instead. Mammoth would then try to powerbomb Sekimoto outside the ring, but Sekimoto would end up um, turning it around and suplexing Mammoth on a stack of chairs outside the ring. And then Sekimoto would then end up delivering a deadlift suplex on Mammoth, as they both would make it up to their feet, and um, they would both hit hard clotheslines on each other, but Mammoth then would end up delivering an awesome bomb, and then finishing Sekimoto off with the 29 years old, so Mammoth gets the win in the rubber match. Again, he's the, you know, has more seniority, so he's going to have more say in who he wins and loses to, and so he defeats Daisuke Sekimoto here, and then in the main event, um, Kentaro, it's Kentaro Kanemura, Tetsuhiro Kuroda, teaming up with All Japan, Satoshi Kojima. So this is Kojima's first time kind of, you know, working with the Apache guys in a couple years now, um, since 2004, uh, when he worked a match against Hito. And so they're teaming up to take on Takashi Sasaki, Shiro Kashinaka, and Toji Makabe. And so, you know, it's, again, it's, there's All Japan guy on the Kanemura side, and Takashi Sasaki has New Japan guys on his side, and this is going to be a barbed wire board death match. Um, Kojima would end up trying to send Makabe into the barbed wire board, but Makabe would end up reversing it, and he would uh, send Kojima into the barbed wire board instead. Um, they would all end up brawling in the crowd, and Kojima would end up Kojima would end up getting suplexed into the barbed wire board by Takashi Sasaki and uh, Toji Makabe, and then Makabe would end up sending Kanemura into the barbed wire board. Um, eventually, Kanemura and Makabe would end up going at it with one another, and you know the this this is starting the rivalry is starting to really pick up here uh, between those two. Uh, Kanemura would end up make uh, tag in Kuroda and. Uh, Kuroda comes in with the, from the hot tag, and he comes in and clotheslines Koshinaka. Uh, Kuroda would then end up going for the Tekken Buster, but Takamichinoku, who had accompanied uh, the Takashi Sasaki team, um, you know, he was their manager uh, pretty much for this match. He ends up throwing powder at uh, Kuroda, and then Makabe would end up delivering a power bomb through a stack of chairs on Kanemura. Well, then Makabe would end up going for another power bomb on Kanemura when Kuroda would end up spearing Makabe into the barbed wire board. Uh, Sasaki would then end up holding on to Kanemura as uh, Takamichinoku now is going to try to go for pa- to throw powder 
once again, this time at Kanemura, when Goito, who hasn't been seen in two years, he ends up showing up out of nowhere, and he ends up delivering a dropkick to Taka to make the save to prevent Taka from throwing the powder at Kanemura, and then Kanemura would end up suplexing uh, Takashi Sasaki onto the barbed wire board, and then hitting a Thunderfire powerbomb on the barbed wire board, so Kanemura gets the pinfall over Takashi Sasaki, uh, Makabe ends up attacking Kanemura right away afterwards, and all the wrestlers from both sides, they all start brawling in the ring, um, pretty much to end the show. This was a, this was a good match, but like I said, it had really good heat. The crowd was really passionate for this. They really loved their Apache army once again. Um, but you know, like I said, this was a, I would say this was a, a successful show with a really, you know, with a really good main event and everything that they were trying for clicked here. Hayabusa returns to America for the first time in six years, but also the first time since his accident. What did he end up doing while he was over there? So Fumi Saito, who is a pro wrestling weekly columnist and been friends with Hayabusa for a long time, uh, he set up this trip for Hayabusa where they both would go to America, um, go through a a couple states. And uh, PWU, which was his promotion, uh, independent promotion in Philadelphia, set up for Hayabusa to um, make an appearance at the show, um, sign, be at the gimmick table, sign autographs, take pictures, and then um, he would end up uh, he actually deli- end up singing a song at the beginning of the show and um, the song was in Japanese so it didn't get much of an, a, a reaction from the crowd because they didn't know what he was saying but um, you know afterwards they gave him a nice ovation and this was at the ECW arena so this was Hybus's very first time at the ECW arena um, he would end up getting paid $200 by the promoter and then um, you know again this was just kind of his way of touring around America, he, he never really had the chance to, I mean, he, when he was in America previously, you know, he, he lived in Florida, and, you know, he worked ECW, which would have been Ohio, but he barely got any chance to really, you know, it was in and out, and same thing, you know, in Texas, and he had been in California, so this was his first time to really kind of be around the Northeast, um, so he went to New York, he went to, um, Bubba Gump, Bubba Gump Shrimp, uh, he went and ate there, he, um, saw Madison Square Garden, and then, um, afterwards, after going to New York, then they went to, uh, Boston, and that was where, uh, WWE was holding their shows around this time period, Raw, SmackDown, and he came, and, um, he went to the show, and, um, John Laurinaitis, who was um, high up at the with WWE at the time, he still works there. Um, you know, he has a great he had a great relationship with Hayabusa, and you know, he, you know, he was working all Japan when Hayabusa was a big name in FMW, and so he kind of got his connections to get Hayabusa backstage. And Hayabusa there got to meet a lot of wrestlers. He met Edge, he met Lita, uh, he met uh, John Cena. He met. Um, he actually met Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon. They took a picture with him as well. And but the big one that he got to meet was Sabu. He hadn't seen Sabu in a little while, and so you know, and when him and Sabu saw each other, they hugged. And you know, like I've talked about in the past, how Sabu loves Hayabusa. So um, you know, that was a great experience. And Hayabusa and Sabu afterwards ended up. Uh, staying at the hotel together and getting drunk at the hotel bar afterwards. So just reminiscing about old times. And then, um, afterwards, Hybusa actually went to Stanford, Connecticut, and he took, um, took a picture outside the WWE offices outside of Titan towers. Um, so, you know, I mean, and 
you know, it was a, he had a really good time. He made a little bit of money and um, going to the PW show, PWU show. He also got paid uh, to do a shoot interview with RF Video, and um, so and while getting to see the Northeast for the very first time, as well as going to a WWE show for the first time. Going back to Japan, Big Japan holds a show on September 10th at the Yokohama Bunka Gym. What involvement did the Apache Army have on this show? So, um, the semi-main event is Masato Tanaka and Tetsuhiro Kuroda going up against Daisuke Sekimoto and Yoshihito Sasaki. So, this is kind of a rematch of the March 31st show I talked about earlier. So, in this match, though, Sasaki would end up trying to suplex Kuroda, uh, but Sekimoto would end up grabbing both of Kuroda and um, Sasaki, and he ends up delivering a suplex to both of them. And then, eventually, Tanaka would end up uh, ducking a clothesline uh, from Sekimoto and delivering a rolling elbow smash and getting the pin over Sekimoto. So, again, Tanaka and Kuroda get the win over Sekimoto and uh, Yoshihito Sasaki. Um, but in the main event, it's Ryuji Ito versus Takashi Sasaki. Uh, this is a deathmatch heavyweight title match, so Sasaki's putting his belt on the line. It's an iron cage, uh, spider net, barbed wire deathmatch. Uh, Ito and Sasaki, they end up fighting on top of the iron cage, um, or well, a ladder over the iron cage, with um, Ito kicking Sasaki off the ladder and Sasaki falling into the spider, uh, spider net de uh, barbed wire. Um, Ito would then end up doing this spot where he sets the ladder up on top of the cage. This is a tall ladder, too. And he ends up uh, trying to do a dragon splash off the ladder that's on an iron cage. And he just hits his face face first. He lands face first on the mat. Um, so this was a total botch. This was probably the, the specific ending to the match. That, but Ito just blew it by completely missing Sasaki. Um, so eventually, I guess they improvised, and Ito would end up suplexing Sasaki to get the win. And so Ryuji Ito now uh, wins back the Big Japan Deathmatch Heavyweight title against Takashi Sasaki. So they're taking the title belt off Sasaki. Sasaki didn't do too many jobs while he was champion in Apache Army, and he did no deathmatch jobs. So this will open him up to be able to job a couple more times in Apache Army, but um, he would end up hold winning the title back in December. So he wouldn't be without the title for very long. The Apache Army comes back to Corrigan Hall after just a month for another show on September 24th with the main event determining the first WEW champion in four years. So the semi-main event is Takashi Sasaki and Hido defending their uh, WEW tag team titles in a uh, street fight barbed wire baseball bat ladder death match um, against Junkasai and Tomohoki Hama. Uh, in this match, Hama would end up knocking Sasaki off the ladder, but as he tries to grab the barbed wire bat that's on, above the ring, Hido would end up knocking Hama off the ladder. And then um, Kasai would end up trying to splash uh, uh, Hido in the corner, but Hido would end up throwing the referee Nikon Lee in the way of Kasai uh, to prevent him from being able to deliver a splash. And then Miyawaki, who... Uh, uh, he ends up interfering, and then he ends up helping Takashi Sasaki double-team Junkasai with Nikon Lee, the referee, out of the way. Uh, Sasaki would end up trying for a right leg kick to the head of Junkasai but, with the barbed wire bat, but he would end up missing it. And then Junkasai would end up uh, using the bat and hitting uh, Takashi Sasaki 
with it and then delivering a Pearl Harbor splash on Hito to win the WEW tag team titles. And then in the main event, um, this match is actually kind of interesting because this show, as far as I know, never was on Sam, never aired fully on Samurai TV, but randomly, um, after a couple months after it aired, or it took place, I found it on YouTube. And, um, you know, it's as if Samurai TV had aired it, but I've never seen it anywhere else. I've never saw it announced on Samurai TV, but somewhere this full match got posted on YouTube. It's since been taken down. Um, but I read comments from, from after I watched it back in 2006, and I may mention that it was a bad match. Um, I think just because it was really slow, but it's Kentaro Kanemura challenging uh, Toji Makabe, um, and the winner, they're bringing back the WEW world title. The winner is the is the first WEW champion uh, since 2003, and it's a chain uh, double hell barbed wire death match, so both wrestlers are chained up against one another, another and there's barbed wire outside the ring. Uh, Makabe would end up using the chain to spear Kanemura right away, and he would end up punching Kanemura with the chain, um, and then eventually, uh, Makabe would end up clothesline Kanemura off the apron into the barbed wire uh, boards outside the ring. Uh, Kanemura would end up managing to send Makabe into the barbed wire board and then uh, set up Makabe on a table outside the ring. But as Kanemura ends up climbing the top of the turnbuckle, Makabe would end up using the chain to pull him off the top per- turnbuckle, sending Kanemura down to the mat. Um, that's probably the key spot there of the matches. Uh, Makabe would then end up delivering a Death Valley driver on the table and then finishing Kanemura off with a lariat to get the win. Like I may mention, you know, I made a comment how this was, when I watched it uh, back in 2006, I would not say it was a good match. Highlight-wise, though, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens here. It looks like a really cool match, but again, I think it's just a lot of cool stuff buried in with a bunch of just dragging and nothing happening. But um, Toji Makabe now is the WEW champion, and how he is pretty much going to be the main focal heel of the promotion going forward. Donisuke's feud with Poison Sawada would continue in Union on September 28th at Shinkiba. What happens at that show? So this show, it's Mr. Ganesuke teaming up with the slave, that masked guy, who I don't know who he is, uh, with against Poison Sawada and Shuji Ishikawa, who most people now know. Um, it, you know, he's an All Japan wrestler now, but he's been in DDT. He's been in Big Japan. He's still as tall as he was as he is now, but he's a lot thinner. Um, and this is a musical instrument deathmatch. So there's drums, there's guitars all over the ring. Um, Ishikawa would end up grabbing uh, Mr. Ganase's heel manager. Um, Ishikawa end up grabbing him and suplexing him, uh, followed by uh, the sl- and then he would follow that up by suplexing the slave, and then following that up by suplexing Ganase. The slave would end up tying uh, up Ishikawa to the turnbuckle, uh, so that Ganase would end up grabbing one of the guitars and smashing it over Poison Sawada's head, and then delivering a fire thunder for the win. WMF then returns to Shinkiba on September 30th. Can you go over the show with us? So on this show, it ha- the semi-main event is Gasako going up against Kyoko Kimura. Uh, so it's a male versus female street fight. Uh, Kyoko Kimura is probably best known now these days as Hana Kimura's mother, uh, who's working for uh, Stardom and uh, Wrestle One. Um, but she was doing death matches around this time period. She had a light tube death match with Yuko Miyamoto around this time period. So she's willing to, you know, go at it and fight the guys. Um, 
And so in this match, uh, Kimura would end up wrapping a chain around Gosaku's throat uh, as they fought in the crowd. Uh, Kimura would then end up kicking Gosaku low, but Gosaku, who he knows sells it, I guess, based off the whole, you know, he would, did the whole transvestite angle uh, six years earlier in FMW. So he ends up no-selling it and then um, rolling up Kyoko for the win. So Gosaku defeats Kyoko Kimura. And then the main event, it's uh, Mr. Ganesuke, Gosaku Gashigawara, and Riki Fuji going up against Soldier, Minio Fujita, and Kamui. And so this is, again, kind of one of those old FMW veterans versus the new generation. But uh, there's it's not this heated rivalry or anything like that. It's just it's just a match. Um, and in this match, it's Kamui. Uh, Kamui would end up hitting a Firebird Splash on Kasaku. And then Minio Fujita would end up hitting a Swanton Bomb on Riki Fuji. Uh, Ganesuke would eventually fight and hit a super powerbomb on Soldier and then um, deliver a Fire Thunder, or try to deliver a Fire Thunder on Soldier, but Soldier would end up escaping and then go, uh, hitting a Lariat on Ganesuke. Um, Ganesuke would end up trying for a Ganesuke clutch on Soldier, but Soldier would end up reversing it and getting the win over Ganesuke. So Soldier, Fujita, and Kamui win, so the young boys the new generation they end up winning the match and afterwards they all um they all celebrate together so again there's no at this point there's really no feud going on in wmf tarzan goto would then hold a show on october 1st in asakusa as he would continue his feud with pogo what happens between the two of them so this match is going to have the same stipulation as the August show where the loser has to dress up as a maid. So it's going to be uh, Tarzan Goto and Kamui going up against Giant Pogo and Black Dog. And Giant Pogo um, obviously isn't Mr. Pogo, but he's dressed up like Mr. Pogo. He's got the face paint and everything, but um, they're representing Pogo here. So the lo you know if Pogo's team loses, then Pogo has to dress up as a maid if goto loses he has to dress up as a maid again um and in this match goto would end up breaking a bottle um and then using it on giant pogo and then goto would throw pogo out of the ring where ricky fuji is and out, uh fuji ends up hitting pogo outside the ring and then eventually goto would finish off the black dog with the lariat so the tarzan goto team gets the win and now mr pogo has to wear a maid outfit and they end up making mr pogo uh pose in with uh, pose with all the wrestlers and everyone in attendance, these group pictures with the maid outfit on. And then um, Pogo then would have to serve all the wrestlers. And, and you know, again, he's humiliated just like Goto was a couple months earlier. Um, and just like what Goto did, Pogo then ends up throwing water at Goto. And Pogo ends up walking away in disgust of what he, uh, Tarzan Goto is making him do. The Apache Army holds a show on October 21st at Shinkiba and ends up apologizing on the show for some confusion afterwards. What happened and what was all the confusion about? So, um, right before the show, WWE.com had announced that Super Leather, uh, Mike Kirshner, had passed away. And so they do, they have this obituary and everything, and it gets out, and, um, you know, I actually, I was, I made the mistake because WWE reported it. I actually told Ganosuke, you know, hey, Super Leather passed away. And then he starts posting it online. And, you know, other, Hayabusa makes this blog post about it and everything, how, what a great guy Super Leather was. And um, right before, you know, as the Apache Army was holding a show that day. And so Kanemura gets word of it. And he ends up having a 10-bell salute for Super Leather uh, right before the show. Well, 
A day later comes out, Super Leather finds out, hey, WWE just posted that I passed away. What's going on? And it turns out someone else had passed away and WWE had just confused that person with Super Leather and... And so Super Leather comes out and was like, I, I don't know what I don't know what to tell you guys, I'm not dead. And so um, afterwards, Kanemura would have to apologize that they did a Tin Bell salute for Super Leather, even though he um, was not dead. Um, so on this show, Jun Kasai and Saburo uh, Inamatsu going up against Takashi Sasaki and Hito in a table, ladder, and barbed wire board death match. Um, Kasai would end up hitting a Pearl Harbor splash on the ladder, uh, on, or off the ladder on Hito, and then... Um, to get the win. So this is kind of Kasai getting his revenge back on Hito. And then the main event, it's Kentaro Kanemura and Mama Sasaki going up against Toji Makabe and Daisuke Sekimoto. And um, uh, Kanemura would end up pinning uh, Sekimoto with the Sinton Splash. And and then it would be announced that the next Corrigan Hall show would be FMW versus New Japan with uh, Makabe and Koshinaka having a mystery partner uh, that would be a new Japan wrestler going up against the uh, FMW team of Kintaro Kanemura, Tetsuhiro Kuroda, and Mama Sasaki. So on October 29th, Mr. Pogo would then run another show um, for WWS in Gunma. What happens there? So Mr. Pogo takes on the Wolf in a tag match, but it's mostly Mr. Pogo going up against the Wolf. The other two guys I don't really know anything about. Um, but So Pogo ends up taking the Wolf uh, and this is one of the, again one of those shows where there's no ring. It's just at this venue, and uh, so Pogo is not going to do any like bumps or anything uh, on a mat. So he takes the wolf outside the building. They end up brawling into the elevator, and then going downstairs to the outside where they're fighting on the street again. Uh, Pogo would end up delivering this really bad looking pile driver, you know, on a pu- uh, in a puddle on uh, the wolf. Pogo then ends up blowing fire that comes nowhere close to the wolf, and then um, they end up making it back into the, well, the mat, and then uh, Pogo would end up wrapping a chain around the wolf for the win, so it's, again, one of those WWS shows where, hey, let's go outside because we're not going to, we don't have have a natural ring, let's go outside and make up for the fact that, hey, Mr. Pogo's not going to do anything on a mat, so but he'll be he'll do a pile a bad looking pile driver in the street. But these kind of shows were always really cool. I always really liked these kind of shows. So now at the end of the Ganesuke versus Poison Sawada feud um, on November first in Union at Shinkiba, what happens there and what kind of death match did they do? So this is a singles match um, between Ganesuke and Sawada, and this is gonna be a raw fish death match, and. Um, Ganesuke would end up grabbing the dead fish and shoving it in Sawada's face and mouth. Um, he would then end up shoving the fish, the dead fish, in Sawada's pants. Uh, Sawada would then end up um, tripping Ganesuke face first into the dead fish and then put the cattle mutilation on Ganesuke when Ganesuke's manager would break up the move. Uh, Sawada would then end up shoving the manager in the bucket of the dead fish when Ganesuke would take that opportunity to come over and drop the whole bucket on Sawada and pin Sawada. So Ganesuke gets the win over Sawada in this disgusting match. Um, afterwards, Tetsu Toshi Goto, who's an old uh, New Japan wrestler, would come out, and now he's going to feud with uh, Ganesuke uh, pretty much for the rest of the year. Blech. The Apache Army would hold their last Corrigan Hall show of the year on November 2nd for a New Japan versus FMW main event. 
Tell us what happens at the show. So this show drew an announced crowd of 1,050. So, I mean, again, just kind of in that range of what the Apache Army is doing. Um, and so the semi-main event of the show is Jun Kasai versus Takashi Sasaki in a barbed wire board glass crash death match. Uh, sus- during this match, Sasaki um, would end up sending Kasai into the barbed wire board right away, and then he ends up powerbombing him onto the barbed wire board. Um, Sasaki ends up trying to uh, send Kasai into the barbed wire board once again, but Kasai would reverse it and send uh, Sasaki into uh, the barbed wire board instead. And then uh, Kasai would set up Sasaki outside the ring on a table, and Kasai would end up climbing the ladder. It's a pretty impressive spot with Kasai um, diving off the ladder, sending Sasaki through the table. Uh, outside the ring, uh, Kasai would try to hit a Pearl Harbor splash, but Sasaki uh, would end up getting his knees up to prevent it. Uh, and then uh, Sasaki would then powerbomb Kasai through the glass. Um, and this is a different type of glass th- that's used today. Mostly now, it's mostly a, like a uh, a like a glass board, but this is more like a windshield type of glass. Um, Sasaki would then mock Kasai by putting on Kasai's goggles and he climbs up the top rope like he's going to do the Pearl Harbor splash himself but Kasai would end up getting up and suplexing Sasaki through the glass and then Kasai would end up placing uh, the glass over Sasaki and hitting the Pearl Harbor splash off the ladder for the win so Kasai gets his rematch gets his uh, win back over Sasaki now that Sasaki's not the deathmatch heavyweight champion in Big Japan anymore and then the main event is um, the New Japan team versus the FMW team. It's Kanemura, Kuroda, and Mama Sasaki going up against Toji Makabe, uh, Shiro Koshinaka, and Hiroshi Tenzan. He's going to be the mystery partner here. And there are loud boos for the New Japan team here. Um, Kanemura and um, and Tenzan is embracing the hate. He, you can tell he just does not want to be there either. He does, he. This is indie trash to him. It just that's how the impression I always got. Uh, seeing him compete in, in uh, Apache Army. Um, so in, during this match, uh, Kanemura and Makabe would end up going right at it with one another. Uh, Kanemura would end up delivering a Hurricane Rana on Makabe, but then uh, Makabe would end up spearing Kanemura, and then they would end up brawling outside. Uh, Koshinaka would go for a hip attack on Mammoth, but Mammoth would end up grabbing him and suplexing him. Uh, Kanemura would end up placing Tenzan on the table in the crowd, uh, and then Kanemura would end up uh, doing a dive off the entrance of Corrigan Hall uh, in the crowd, sending Tenzan through the table. Maccabi and Kuroda would end up fighting backstage at Corrigan, and Maccabi ends up throwing a trash can at Kuroda. Uh, eventually, all three New Japan guys would get in the ring, and they would um, throw all three Apache guys at into one another. Um, Tenzan would end up accidentally clotheslining Koshinaka, and then Kuroda uh, would deliver a kick low to Tenzan, and then tagging Kanemura in. Kanemura and Kuroda would try to suplex Koshinaka, but Makabe would end up coming in and helping uh, Koshinaka, and they they would end up suplexing Kuroda and Kanemura instead. Uh, Mammoth would end up coming in and smashing the uh, the broken table over all the New Japan guys' heads. Uh, Mammoth would then end up hitting a bad-looking Mammoth home run on Tenzan, um, and then uh, ta- uh, Makabe would end up hitting Mammoth with his chain and then hitting a lariat uh, with his chain on Mammoth for the win. So the New Japan guys get the win. They're not going to job to the FMW guys here. Um, and the feud is going to continue with Makabe and Kanemura uh, going forward. That's that's just the main feud now uh, pretty much with Takashi Sasaki kind of being 
uh, pulled back to the semi-main event. WMF then returns to Shinkiba on November 4th with the announcement of the newest member of WMF, as well as a new person going by the Hayabusa name on the show. Who are these people, and what will happen? So on the show, um, they this uh, independent wrestler, SYU, uh, he had been working um, WMF somewhat in the past. Well, he's he has an alter ego gimmick. Um, that he's now using in WMF called the kit, uh, called Kitten Kid, and it's pretty much this kitten costume uh, from head to toe, and has the tail and everything. And so he, it is announced that Kitten Kid is going to be a regular going forward in WMF, and he's going to have pretty much he's going to feud with Ganasuke in 2007, actually. Um, but and then also um, there's this announced match: it's Hayabusa and Goemon against Riki Fuji and Kasaku, and you know the Hayabusa music plays and. You know, this guy comes out in the Hayabusa costume, and it's actually Hideki Hosaka, who, you know, had been an FMW regular, and um, he hadn't really been heard from too much in the last couple years, but um, he's back with WMF, and he's now under the Hayabusa gimmick. I mean, it's not too much of a stretch. Hosaka has lost a lot of weight. Um, obviously, again, he's not as tall as Hayabusa, and you could tell, obviously, it's not Hayabusa, but there's been, you know, people that look a lot less like Hayabusa than Hosaka does here. Um... Anyway, um, and the one thing about Hosaka, though, is he doesn't have that much of a high-flying, doesn't have many high-flying moves here. He has the Hurricane Rana, and he takes advantage of that. So um, during this match, uh, Hayabusa would hit a Hurricane Rana right away on Riki Fuji. Uh, Riki Fuji would end up bringing in a ladder as uh, Kasaku would end up going to climb it. Uh, Goemon would end up grabbing Kasaku, and Hayabusa would end up powerbombing Kasaku off the ladder. Uh, Gasaku would end up charging at Hayabusa, but he would end up running into the ladder instead as Hayabusa would end up hitting the Hurricane Rana on Gasaku for the win. Again, you know, Osaka's not going to do anything else but the Hurricane Rana as a high-flying move. And in the main event, it's Mr. Ganasuke and Mania Fujita taking on Tetsutoshi's Goto and Soldier. Uh, Go- Ganasuke and Goto would trade uh, backdrops and with one another and then begin fighting outside the ring as uh, Fujita would end up hitting a tiger suplex and a firebird splash on Soldier for the win. And um, afterwards, Ganasuke and Goto would continue to brawl. So they're actually they're going to take their feud to Union, and um, they would work another WMF show here. Uh, Ganasuke and Goto were actually, uh, Tetsutoshi Goto were actually uh, really good friends. And I have a story um it's kind of embarrassing. This is a couple years later in 2009. Um, I was at Shinkiba outside and Ganasuke and Goto, Tatsutoshi Goto, were talking to each other and everything. And I went up to uh, Ganasuke thinking Goto was a fan and I was like, hey, would you take a picture with me? And he's like, well, there's no one to take a picture with us. And so I go up to Goto and go, here, will you take our picture? And so Tatsutoshi Goto, who's been a wrestler uh New Japan in the, since the 80s, took a picture with me and Ganasuke, uh, me not realizing that this is a 20-plus-year veteran um, asking him to take the picture of me and Ganasuke. Mitsuhiro Matsunaga would return to Zero One a year after his Stop the Matsunaga angle. What took place this time? So... Uh, we talked about last episode with the Stop the Matsunaga angle where Matsunaga is destroying everyone, causing chaos in Zero One before Yoshihito Sasaki finally defeats him in a barbed wire death match. And Matsunaga would end up disappearing for about 11 months while he ends up reappearing. Uh, and now he's with Kazunori Murakami, who's this like 
badass uh, shoot fighter. Uh, he's from the Big Mouth Loud promotion, and they're going to form a tag team. They're going to cause chaos together. And so they're, they team up on October 12th with Matsunaga um, going up against uh, Yoshihiro Sasaki, in, like I said, in a tag match. Uh, Sasaki would end up hitting Matsunaga with a chair, and then as Sasaki ends up trying to put Matsunaga in the torture rack, uh, Matsunaga would end up setting a fireball off in Sasaki's face, and Matsunaga would end up getting the win over Sasaki. So that leads to October 27th with Mitsuhiro Matsunaga and Kazunori Murakami teaming up against Shinjiro Otani and Masato Tanaka at Corrigan Hall. And during this match, Matsunaga would go to spike Tanaka when Katsumi Yusuda, who was this old battle arts wrestler and was now accompanying Murakami as kind of, you know, his right, uh, his his young boy, his right-hand man, uh, Yusuda would end up holding on to Tanaka. Well, Tanaka would end up moving out of the way as Yusuda's holding on, and Matsunaga would end up spiking Yusuda accidentally. And then um, Matsunaga, just for the hell of it, starts stabbing Yusuda on purpose. So that would piss off Murakami that Matsunaga is purposely attacking his assistant. And so um, this ends up leading to Murakami would go right up to Matsunaga and punch him in the face. Well, this makes Matsunaga go crazy. He ends up just leaving the ring. He just starts roaming the crowd, chasing everyone off. As, this, as now Murakami's now in a handicap match, and Otani would end up pinning Murakami. Well, Matsunaga ends up leaving eventually, and Murakami now is pissed off, and he's looking for Matsunaga. So you see Murakami backstage with the chair just looking for Matsunaga. And eventually, he ends up finding him outside Corrigan Hall. And Murakami just jumps Matsunaga and just begins beating the crap out of him until Matsunaga would throw a fireball at Murakami to get Murakami away from him. So that's going to set up um, a match between Murakami and, and Matsunaga on November 11th in Osaka. Well, before the match... Shinjiro Otani announces that since Matsunaga, he's has he's a reputation for attacking referees. He wants to be the referee of this match, so that there will be no you know weak referee that can you know there could be a referee that can handle Matsunaga. So Otani's gonna be the special referee of this match. And so um, at the start of the match, Murakami he ends up bringing a uh, gasoline can to the match. But a bunch of people will go right up to Murakami going, no, you gotta, you can't bring that to the ring. Well, uh, Matsunaga ends up getting in the ring, and Murakami goes right after Matsunaga and just begins punching and kicking him right away, just beating the crap out of Matsunaga. Matsunaga would end up, so Matsunaga would end up grabbing his spike, and um, he would begin attacking Murakami with it, um, with Matsunaga cutting uh, Murakami's chest and then um, shoving Murakami into the barbed wire. Matsunaga would then end up pulling his fork out and beginning uh, begin cutting Murakami in the forehead with his fork. Well, eventually Matsunaga would end up going into the crowd, chasing the fans again, and then um, Matsunaga would end up coming back and continuing to stab Murakami in the forehead with his fork when all of a sudden um, Matsunaga would go after Otani, the referee, with his fork. Well, Otani would end up slapping Matsunaga as a result, and that would uh, lead to Murakami laying Matsunaga out with a punch, and then he takes him down and begins choking Matsunaga out, 
for and Otani would end up um, rewarding the match to Murakami as he ends up just laying Matsunaga out, and you see Matsunaga's eyes like flickering. He is completely out of it as Murakami has defeated Matsunaga, and so. This would be the end of Matsunaga for the time being. Um, Matsunaga would end up coming back in 2008 to have a match against Shinjiro Otani uh, due to the whole... you know, him attacking Otani and Otani slapping him. So they have a match, but it ends up being another uh, 18 months or so before they get to that match. Kanemura would challenge for the WEW title on November 18th for lockup at Shinkiba. What took place at the show? Uh, Kanemura is going to take on Toji Makabe once again in a WEW title match. And uh, Kanemura would end up charging at Makabe on, on the ramp right away. And Makabe would end up nailing Kanemura with this chain. Uh, they would end up brawling in the crowd uh, before making it back in the ring, and then Makabe would end up uh, setting up Kanemura for a Death Valley driver, but Kanemura would end up escaping from it and delivering a suplex on Makabe. Well, then Kanemura would end up getting Makabe in the STF, and it looks like he's going to tap out and Kanemura's going to win the championship when Tomohira Ishii ends up running into the ring and attacking Kanemura. Well, Makabe would, would end up hitting a powerbomb and then delivering his King Kong knee drop on Kanemura to get the win. And afterwards, uh, Kuroda would run into the ring and attack Makabe with a chair. But he would end up getting laid out by both Tomohiro Ishii and Toru Yano, who is uh, Makabe's tag team partner at this time period. So this is New Japan versus Apache. And once again, the New Japan guy has defeated the Apache guy. Um, but due to interference and now, you know, Ishii, Yano, and Makabe are going to be pretty much the top heels in the promotion um, as representing New Japan going up against uh, Apache Army. The Apache Army then runs Shinkiba shows on November 26th. And then again on December 16th. Can you go over those shows with us? Yeah, so um, the main event of the November 26th show is going to be Junkasai, Tomoki Hama, and Tetsuhiro Kuroda going up against Kintaro Kanemura, Mama Sasaki, and Jintaro. And so um, after that lockup show, when Kuroda made the save for Kanemura, they both won a match against Makabe. They both won a challenge for Kanemura wants another shot at it because he, you know, got screwed out of it. Kuroda wants another shot at it. Out, uh, shot, oh, Kuroda wants a shot at the WEW t- uh, title and uh, against Makabe. So this is gonna, um, you know, so they're gonna square off in a six-man against one another to set up um, a singles match at the next show on December 16th. Well, on November 26th in this match. Uh, Mammoth would end up hitting a powerbomb on Junkasai, followed by Kanemura hitting a Sinton splash, and then Jintaro would hit a shooting star, uh, shooting star press. And then Jintaro would go for a sweet chin, a, a sweet chin music super kick, but Junkasai would end up catching his leg, and then Kuroda would hit a lariat on Jintaro, and then K- Kasai would end up hitting a Pearl Harbor splash on Jintaro, followed by Kuroda hitting a lariat, and then a German suplex for the win um, over Jintaro. So this is to kind of build up Kuroda for the possibility of him getting a WWE title match and just, you know, getting him at Kanemura's level for December 16th. And so on December 16th at Shinkiba, um, it's a singles match. The winner gets to be the, uh, the number one contender for the WEW 
title against Maccabi at, uh, in January. Um, Goito is brought back again for this show. I don't necessarily know the exact details of what Goito was doing with the company. I know, you know, he worked backstage. I'm sure he helped book, but I know when I talked to Kanemaru, he goes, no, I was the booker. So, but Goito was definitely an employee of Apache Army. Um, so, um, during this, um, on this show, uh, Kanemaru and Kuroda, they end up fighting in the crowd, um, both would end up coming back from the crowd bleeding, cut up. Um, there's very little heat. This is nothing compared to some of the um, great matches they've had in the past. Um, they're both a little bit slower here. Um, Kanemura would try to roll him up with a backslide, and Kuroda would turn it into a German suplex for the win. So Kuroda gets the win over Kanemura, and Kuroda afterwards, and then pretty much the entire crowd in Shikiba ends up coming to the ring and doing the team no respect dance with Kuroda to end the show. Soldier would promote his own WMF show on December 17th in his hometown of Toyahashi. Who did he end up facing on this show? So this was Soldier's, you know, I've talked about previously, it's usually Mr. Ganeske book, uh, promoting shows because Saku has booked a show or two. Um, and now Soldier is going to book a show in his hometown. Uh, and this show does a pretty good number. It's, Draws an announced crowd of 630 fans, which is probably better than any uh, WMS show would do, um, you know, in the last couple of years or even going forward because they've always would run Shinkiba for the most part. Uh, but the main event is Soldier taking on Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, Liger would end up um, getting speared by Soldier right away. Uh, Soldier would end up hitting a Styles Clash on him. Uh, with Liger kicking out, but event and eventually uh, Liger would end up clotheslining Soldier and hitting a brainbuster for the win. Um, I only saw clips of this match, but I actually asked Soldier what he thought of this match, and he was really disappointed. You know, he was thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna have this great match with Liger. He's a legend. He's this great worker," and it was just a so-so match. So he was definitely disappointed overall with it. But um, oh, I mean, as far as promoting wise, it was. Um, it did a good number. He drew a, a lot of fans for this show, but Soldier would not promote any more afterwards. Jun Kasai would promote his first Apache Army show on December 25th for a deathmatch tournament in Shinkiba. What happened at the show and what was noteworthy about the show? So what was noteworthy about this show was it was kind of what Freedoms would become before there was a Freedoms. Uh, it's a deathmatch tournament and with eight guys, and all eight guys had never actually been like a contracted FMW wrestler, which this is the first Apache Army show that uh, that this was the case. There's no Kanemura, there's no Kuroda, there's no Mama Sasaki. Um, you know, so it's each uh, each match is going to be different, have a different deathmatch stipulation to it, and pretty much, you know, this is Junkasai um, promoting a Christmas deathmatch show, which now he does every year for Freedoms. So this was the very first Junkasai Christmas deathmatch show, and again, the very first deathmatch tournament that Freedoms would also start doing in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Um, so the tournament's really kind of based around Jun Kasai and what he's willing to put his body through. Uh, the first match, his first match is against Man Man Pondo. And uh, Kasai and Pondo, they end up fighting in the crowd. Pondo would end up getting a pair of uh, scissors and begin cutting, open, uh, cutting up Kasai. Uh, Pondo would then end up taking out a knife, and he ends up beginning uh, to cut Kasai's eye, which is a really nasty, gross spot here. Uh, he then would take a staple gun and end up uh, stapling Kasai's crotch and then his hand. Um, Kasai's just getting killed here and the crowd is the crowd is so quiet 
very you know just watching Kasai just you know get stabbed in the eye. Um, Pondo would then end up stapling a flyer to Kasai's head, and then he keeps trying to um, set the flyer that's attached to Kasai's head on fire. He's trying to burn the flyer. After repeated times, Pondo just ends up screaming, "I give up." Um, Pondo would then end up stacking up a bunch of chairs on top of other chairs, um, and then end up, ends up setting the, um, the chairs on fire, and ends up suplexing Kasai onto the burning chair. Uh, Kasai would then end up coming back and throwing Pondo onto a stack of chairs, and then hitting Pondo with a stop sign and delivering a tiger suplex for the win. So it's pretty much just Kasai getting destroyed here, and you know having all these weapons uh, used on him, and then at the very end, getting the win after very little offense against Pondo. Um, this would lead to the semifinal match with Kasai going up against Benton, which is Jintaro's alter ego gimmick. Uh, Kasai would end up throwing Kasai would end up throwing the board with all the thumbtacks at Benton. Uh, Benton would end up reversing a tiger driver and sending Kasai into all the thumbtacks. Uh, Kasai would fight back, and he would end up hitting a slice bread number two, and then rolling up Benton uh, for the win. And so that leads to the finals, Jun Kasai versus the winger in a glass board death match. Um, the winger had previously defeated Hama and uh, Takashi Sasaki to make the finals. So in this match, um, Kasai and uh, winger, uh, pretty much right away, um, winger would end up drop kicking Kasai into the spider net barbed wire. What, uh, winger would then end up throwing Kasai into a barbed wire board and then uh, Kasai would fight back, and he would try to deliver Tiger Driver on the winger in, onto the glass board, but the winger would end up reversing it and sending Kasai into the glass board. Uh, so there's glass now all over the ring. Kasai would then end up uh, eventually sending winger into the other glass board. And so now both glass boards have been broken. Um, Kasai then would take the winger outside the ring and set him up onto two tables. And Kasai would then go into the crowd and begin climbing up to the rafters of Shinkiba. So Kasai is at the top of the building here when he delivers a dive from the rafters, sending the winger through the table. Um, this is a brutal spot because the t uh, two tables don't fully break. Uh, Kasai then would go backstage and bring back another glass board so and then set that up so he's going to try and send the winger through this glass board but um, the winger would end up getting the advantage over Kasai and then delivering a power bomb to Kasai through the third glass board so this is the second glass board that Kasai is going through and the winger would then hit three senton splashes in a row to put away Kasai so the winger ends up getting the upset win and uh, winning the deathmatch tournament. So this would kind of be a storyline uh, in future years of Kasai not being able to win his own deathmatch tournament. Um, also, with the winger, it would set up kind of this storyline in future years of the winger, who, like I said, is just kind of this mid-card guy. And he's able to, when it comes to the deathmatch tournament, he's able to uh, prevail and win the deathmatch tournament. So... This would conclude 2006 with Kasai not being able to get the win um, after three brutal matches.
All right. Before we go, will you just remind everybody of all the different ways that they can find you? You can find me at uh, bahufnw.com or fnwwrestling.us where I uh, post results of freedoms or anything over the last 30 years FNW-related. Uh, same thing with the news, anything Onita, FNW, freedoms-related. I'll post on my news section. I also sell DVDs of anything FNW, freedoms, Apache Army, anything, WMF. Um, I also... Also, we'll sell MP4s of those shows, as well as I have the entire FNW VHS collection, and I'm uh, willing to uh, turn those into DVD covers and for sale as well. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at BahuFNW, where I will post anything FNW-related, any news, um, anything just Japanese wrestling that's interesting that I find. Um, you can find me on Instagram at BahuFNWWorld, where I'll go through all my Japanese wrestling magazines and post pictures on there, anything interesting, random I find. Um, and then you can find me on YouTube at BrettFNW. Um, I've I've restarted that account back up um, and, and posted all the old FMW or all the old history of FMW uh, podcast episodes with with the clips and videos, everything that goes along with what we're talking about. And then also, I've just uh, recently started up a Facebook group called History of FMW, and I'm posting all the history of FMW videos on there as well. So there's gonna be another home for them, um, except besides uh, YouTube. And then I'll also be posting pictures or just anything video related um, FMW you know with Hayabusa or any of the FMW wrestlers that you know just random footage I find I'll be posting on there as well it's just now starting up so um, just give me a little time to just kind of get everything up and running but I hope to make this a you know really cool place um, you know again for you kind of a second home to find stuff that's not just on YouTube all right, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us for the History of FMW, episode 33, where we covered over 2006. Uh, we look forward to having you with us again next time for covering over 2007. You gotta keep on separating.